here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Do I have everybody's attention now? Just thinking about this match, and I'm standing and pacing in my den. He's just Makazi now. He's not okay, so so Makazi. He's not a kid anymore. He's, he's, he's a, a boy. He's a man. He's, he's, he's man. Man Makazi. Are you ready? He got PWS superstar by him. In go Bernalis. In Bernalis. In go Nerablis. Look at that! He's back! The man of a thousand holes! You're missing a B there, but that's There's a B? This is what I'm talking about. These letters don't go together. Oh, you're having a wank, are you? And it's like, no! You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. Exile, go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Cranch. Give me a name. Like Who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot. Who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. All right, welcome once again to the Voice Wrestling Podcast. I'm Rich Cranch alongside, as always, the king of banter himself, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, how are you doing? I am fantastic, Rich. How are you? I'm doing well. Get that toilet fixed or what? Toilet's all taken care of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> inside joke that no one only get but it's always fun when you can do that but. you gotta jiggle the handle a little you you know it happens to the best of us it does but get it get it fixed though i mean you can't just continue doing that well you know? I'm, I'm not gonna get it fixed because it's only like on every 10th flush or so okay well that's interesting so you know is it a certain like strength at which we, you, you flush that it goes nuts or no? possibly maybe okay maybe when i'm doing a quick flush and run like what i did so we can start the show here Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't a forceful enough flush, and and like you right, know right. the chain is holding up the device which covers the hole. You see, so I got you. Yeah. So then, so then you got to go back in there, and you got to you got to take the the cover off of the back of the toilet, which is the most annoying thing ever. Yeah. 
the porcelain on port, you know, you're taking it off. You put it, where do you put it? You put it on the seat. Like that's what I usually do, but then it could fall. Yeah, it's and then if it falls, it breaks. Yeah. And then Good you're luck just, you're, replacing you're never, you're never replacing that. Day. No, you're never, there's never that cover back on there ever again until you move out of that. house. So what I've learned is you don't, I don't keep a lot of gimmicks on the, on the toilet cover because you, know, you got to take them all. You got to take all the candles off and all the yeah, yeah. extra rolls of toilet paper and your potpourri, which I'm sure you have. Well, all of my, well, listen, you know, I do serious damage in a bathroom, so I don't have candles or potpourri, but what I do have is a, a, a collection of sprays, okay? So I don't keep those on the back part of the porcelain anymore. Yeah, the floor, okay. You know? I also happen to have my hair gel in that bathroom, and I don't keep that on the back of the porcelain either. Listen, a man's got to have his hair gel, right? Especially an <laughs> Italian man. So that's where I do my hair because okay. that mirror gets the best natural light. So I like to prep myself in the morning. <laughs> How many bathrooms do you have in this uh, uh, state, so the Lanza state? I have three bathrooms. That is way too many for you. It's to way have. too many bathrooms for one person. <laughs> Why do you have three bathrooms? Okay, you know the answer, but for, I know it's for, just a too big of a house for you. You just have too many rooms. It's an investment, Rich. For, <laughs> for the benefit of the listeners who may be new, um, when this show began many years ago, I was the engaged one. And Rich was the bachelor That's living true. it up. Oh, right. Yeah, that is true. Yes, Remember, yes. like you were the swinging bachelor living it up. Uh, I would be like, Joe, when do you want to do a show? And you're like, I don't know. I can't do it today. You know, <laughs> I, we're now on that. I'm like, I don't know. The nurse is off work. So I, <laughs> I don't think I can do a show. I can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was the one holding things up and screwing up schedules. Now it's the other way around. Now I'm the swinging bachelor. Hints, hints. We're on a Wednesday. So uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> connect the dots. Whose fault is that? Not mine. Um, I'm always free uh, now. You know, Rich used to be the one that was always free. So um, this house was purchased under the premise of getting married and yes. starting a family, Rich. Uh, but you know all this information. Um, that engagement did not work out. Um, and, but, you know, so now uh, I live here alone with with the dogs. And... Um, you know, I uh, you know people tell me to sell, Rich. Much like that was a good time, that, right? When you said the dogs, my dog barked. No, you heard that. That was nice good. Job nice job. Nice job, Hans. That was Hans. That was Hans. Yeah. But the thing is, now good I work. Now look, is this too much? Is this too much house for me? This is absolutely too much house for me. I use like three rooms in this entire house. Uh, I don't even use my own bedroom because I usually just fall asleep on the couch. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. what is? Why not? Yeah, I mean, of course. I, who who am I? I mean, That's the dream. The only yeah, one right. here. I mean, I, I fall asleep on the couch. With Sports Center on a loop, and you know it's it's like I don't bother going. I, I probably sleep in the bed. I'm gonna guesstimate. I'm gonna say I sleep in the bed five times a month. That's probably a fair number. So I don't even use the bedroom. All my clothes is in the laundry room, which is downstairs. I'm so lazy, Rich. <laughs> this is pretty. When I do my laundry now, okay, I I do the laundry in the laundry room, which is downstairs. My bedroom is upstairs. And I fold it and just store it in the laundry room. Like, I don't bother bringing clothes upstairs. I mean, it's efficient. It's efficient. Because I'll give you what's that. What's the point? Like, I don't go into the bedroom anyway. You know what I mean? The only time I go in the bedroom is if, on occasion, when I feel guilty about not using the bedroom, I'll sleep in the bed now. And- <laughs> or if, like, I have, like, a girl over or something. You know what I mean? Like, then we'll go in the bed. But I, otherwise, why bring the clothes up there? So the clothes are all in the laundry room, which is downstairs next to the kitchen. And I really only use the living room, the kitchen, and occasionally I'll use the den upstairs. That that's that's it. Like if I want to watch a different TV for whatever reason, if I just want to mix it up, those are the only rooms I use. So yes, I have, I have a bunch of rooms I never. There, there's rooms in this house that don't even have furniture in them, 
and, and people think this is absurd, but the thing is, if I sell now, Rich, I'm breaking even. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't. Sell. I don't want to break even. <laughs> I can sell in you know when in, in ten years and make you know a, you know a couple thousand dollars or whatever you know a couple tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not selling now. It wouldn't make any sense. It's just a bad investment, you know. So you know I'm, I'm going to wait it out. We'll see what happens. And listen, Rich, you never know. The next lucky lady could always exactly. be right that walks through that door. Yeah. And listen, it, it's it's an already a ready made situation. If I sell the house. And then I meet somebody again. I gotta do, you gotta do that whole song and dance again. Yeah. again. Right. But, oh, yeah. you know, what am I going to do with all my shit if I sell? I still got all my shit here. You know, what do you do with shit? I don't know what to do with all this shit. I can't cram this shit in, in like a studio apartment somewhere, which is really all I need. But I can't cram all this crap in there. You know what I mean? So you know, I'm better off just staying in the house as long as the bills are paid, right? Yep. Just got a lot of bathrooms, but that's good though. I do have a lot of you bathrooms. You have a hair gel and, and poop bathroom, and then you have some other bathrooms. That's good. You know, the yeah. good thing about the bathroom down here, the one with the toilet that gives me the problems, okay? I was never allowed to use that bathroom when my ex lived here. And the reason I was never – That was hers? Okay. It wasn't hers. Hers was the one in the master bedroom. And then there was a community bathroom, another one upstairs. That was the only one I was allowed to use. If I had to go to the bathroom, I had to go to the bathroom upstairs and use that one. The bathroom downstairs here, the one that, that delays our podcast every time we're going to record with my pre-podcast piss and then the toilet never stopping. I wasn't allowed to use that bathroom because it was the downstairs bathroom and I'm such an animal in the bathroom that she didn't want me <laughs> destroying the bathroom on the off chance that someone came over and she didn't have a chance to clean it. Okay, so that's fair. So I was not allowed to use that bathroom. I'm with her on that one. That's, that's a good I, idea. Listen, that's fair. I have no complaints. Now, the, the, what's great about it now is the way I've designed my living room, okay? I can position my TV so that I could see the TV from the toilet in that bathroom. That's the dream, yeah. I used to be able to do that at my old uh, my parents' this, house. I used to be able to play video games while doing it. I, that, was, that was just out of control. Like, I would just sit on there for two hours at a time. Rich, why not? this is like, the kind of shit single men take advantage of. <laughs> I was, it was the greatest time of my life. So now, not only do I use that bathroom, uh, like, almost every time now, because it's down here and it's convenient, but now, I, you know, I just turn the TV and I sit and I, you know, I watch the game from the toilet. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the greatest. I, yeah, no, I used to have uh, that. I had a PS2 forever, and of course, you know, PS2 wired controllers or whatever. So I, I specifically bought a wireless controller so I could do that. And then when the 360 came out, I bought it like almost immediately because then, you know, all the controllers were wireless and it was good wireless too. You know, the PS2 control- wireless controllers were garbage or whatever. So yeah, it was like the greatest moment of my life. And it's, I miss it to this day that I can't. Uh, I, my video game playing has dropped dramatically, and I never could figure out exactly why. And I was like, oh yeah, I was able to do two important things at the same time. Like, that's, can't do that now. You know, it really is tremendous stuff. You know, I was just—I got to read or like, you know. Yeah, you got to bring in the t- time for that tablet or smartphone. You know, you, you yeah. got to do some scroll through Twitter, see what garbage people are re- arguing about, and what percent subtweeting oh, and oh yeah, wrestling Twitter so bad. But uh, what percentage of tweets do you think occur from a toilet? Like oh, oh boy, I'd have to say a good like overall tweets are just like. Overall tweets, tweets, non like, like, non corporate. Let's eliminate like corporate accounts. Okay, well, <laughs> don't be so. Uh, that's shocked. a good point too. I, I will not lie. I can uh, I can attest to the fact that some corporations do indeed send tweets while their uh, social media person is in the bathroom. That was, so. that was very silly of me. I take that back. <laughs> I can't I can't guarantee it. I'm just saying. That's just it's an awful point. But how many? How, what percentage of tweets? Over yeah, like think personal. While someone is like, you know, dropping a. That's like eight percent. Which is pretty high if you think about it, you know. Yes, yeah, I, you know. Eight percent. I mean, that that's fairly, it's fairly large. What is your preferred slang term for taking a shit? Do you prefer dropping a deuce or 
I don't like dropping a dude. You like pinching a loaf. I don't like pinching a loaf. Are those my only two options? Do I have other options? Pinching a loaf is old school. You know, I I like that one because I almost feel like someone would say that like in the 40s. You know, I feel like we should bring back pinching a loaf. Well, what else you got? Those those are the two I got. Dump, you know, taking a dump or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of simple. Kind of uh, taking a dump. That's kind of like... Shit. Very simple one. That's just kind of hitting you in the yeah. mouth. You know, that's, you know, like a, like a person who I, I feel like a person who was streetwise would say that, you know, I yeah, take a yeah. dump, you know, he might not be book smart, but a streetwise fellow <laughs> would say says so. that he takes a dump, you know, just shit. Just taking a shit. That's eh, a good not one. Not a very too. fancy man when it comes to, uh, no, I don't have it. and such. Are you rich? You just, you keep no. it simple. you just, you're like, look, man, I'm taking a shit. I'm not going to fancy this up. I just, that's what I'm doing. I'm going in there and that's potty. I got to go potty. You know, that's a good one too. You know, the, the funny thing about it is <laughs> the, the average dump probably takes what three or four minutes, but man, you know, oh, yeah. it, but we'll sit in there for 20. I oh, yeah, God I knows it. why. I mean, but you know. I stretch it for, yeah, I used to, my, my feet fall asleep. Like I'm in there so long. Yeah, like, you get that t- like game boys, <laughs> game boys have destroyed my life in terms of like, I'm sure I have like horrible foot issues because I've just stood in there or like sat in there for so long playing game boy or playing video games or doing something like that. Like 45 minutes past when I should just get out of there. And it's just like, Oh God, what am I doing? Like what a waste of my life. You know when I know to get up when I get that tingly feeling in my thighs because because the position I'm sitting in is cutting off blood flow. <laughs> it's like, what are you to doing? my legs. I'm like, yeah, it might be time. There's to, gotta be something more productive to do in your life. It might be time know. to use half a roll of toilet paper, wipe. I don't know what it is. I, I probably use more toilet paper. I am so, uh, <laughs> what are we talking? About? I'm so scared to get like fecal matter on my hands. I, I, I wrap up my hand like a mummy. I, I really, okay. I use like a quarter of a roll every time I, it, it, not because it's a mess down there. Okay. But just because I'm so scared of getting fecal matter on my hands. And then I, then I'll sit there and scrub my hands <laughs> like, like a mechanic coming home from a long day. Like, you know, a grease monkey coming home from the garage, had a long day of working on, like, I just, I'm so concerned with that. You know, it, it, like overly concerned with that. If it's real messy down there, I hop in the shower and take a quick, I, I, cause I just, it, why not? Yeah. The right. whole shit thing just freaks me out. I don't want shit anywhere on me, especially on my hands. And, and I, 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 I use way too much toilet paper. I don't, you, I, you know, what's an interesting thing. I heard someone, I, I forgot who this was. I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking, God only knows how this topic came up or whatever, but somebody was brought up a decent point about uh, your belt, like a men's belt or whatever, like, or, or any, and it doesn't have to be a man, man, female, anything. Your belt, when in terms of stuff that just has to be disgusting that you don't know, like think about that because you always are. Do you, you reattach your belt before you wash your hands? Do you like in public or whatever? Holy shit! Maybe not at home. That's a great point. Yeah, like somebody brought that up and I was like, "Fuck, I never." You know, like you you pee, you boot, I mean, whatever. Like usually the pee is even worse because you just piss and then you just go yeah, put my belt back on and then I wash my hands. But what the fuck's going on with your belt, man? That shit's getting destroyed, right? I'm in, I've just blown your mind. I'm in stunned silence because I never <laughs> thought of that. I'm going to sanitize my belt as soon as we're done with this. That is disgusting. Because nobody and you and you who 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 gets different belts? Like I I've had this belt that I'm literally wearing right now. I probably had this one for seven years maybe, and it's my only belt. Like it's the my like I have a, a nice you know if I'm wearing a suit or something like that I have one of those belts. But my jeans belt I've worn this thing for like seven years now. I burn with no I, chance of getting a new. I burn through a lot of belts, but the, the the thing is, I'm thinking about this now like. Because especially if you're, you know, take, you know, going to the bathroom at work, you know, or, you know, and you're, you, you got to put the belt on because you can't go, you know, right. Exactly. You can't walk up to, get the, to the sink, <laughs> the sink with, with your like pants your, around your, your ankles. Fly down. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, hey, how's it going? 
and now I'm thinking about this, and this is really gross. I, yeah. I'm grossed oh. out by this. I gotta go. So I gotta go, go sanitize my belt. I got. Maybe I should get a new belt, and maybe I should get a new belt, Rich, from and start fresh from Amazon. Oh yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, vo- oh uh, voices of wrestling dot com slash Amazon. Oh, That's a good idea. Of course, I would use the link. Why don't you tell people about that? <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, this holiday season, of course, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, would help us greatly if you used voicewrestling dot com slash Amazon. You get all the same great deals you would get uh, through Amazon, but you know helps us out a little bit. We get a little per- percentage back. Uh, same thing goes for WWE Shop as well. Voicewrestling dot com slash WWE Shop. Tons of good uh, little sales and stuff that they've been running throughout the holiday season. Make sure you're following us. Uh, Voices of Wrestling at Voices Wrestling on uh, Twitter. Uh, we'll almost on a daily basis tweet out whatever the the deal of the day is from WWE Shop, and it'll really good savings. I know today they had like a buy one get one free thing. There's there's always really good stuff, and it's a really good opportunity to get uh, decent deals. Like you pretty much shouldn't pay full price on WWE Shop, but chances are there's going to be a, you know a deal going on. And of course, you do voicewrestling.com slash WWE Shop, we get a percent back. Also, there's voicewrestling.com slash Fathead. No special deals there uh, this week, but if you go to voicewrestling.com slash Fathead and buy a Fathead, it will help. Us out. Also, Otterbox. Do you ever use Otterboxes, Joe? On your phone? Are you are, are you a perpetual phone dropper? I listen. I am not a phone dropper. I've never had a cracked screen in my life. I'm glad that you just. I'm, I, I'm glad that you've just jinxed me. But I'll tell you, um, I'm going to get myself an Otterbox. In fact, I'm probably going to buy three or four of those fuckers just for the hell of it because it's a hell of a product. <laughs> but tell people how they can get one. Yes, VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Otterbox. That is our Otterbox affiliate site. Uh, right now, just site-wide savings. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, you can save uh, 25%, uh, say 25% instantly, and you get free shipping. No com- no coupon codes, nothing special. Just go to voicewrestling.com slash Otterbox, and you'll be able to get that deal right there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's of course, if, if you're not familiar with what Otterboxes are, they're phone cases. They're heavy-duty phone cases. Uh, they have some that are like underwater if it's something you need. But by and large, they're, they're the best phone cases you're going to get. You pay a little bit more. But you get that peace of mind that it's not going to crack. It's not going to break. Your phone's going to be steady. Your phone's going to be good. If you're a perpetual dropper, just pay the extra money and get an outer box and make sure you're good. Especially if you buy a new phone. Buy the new phone and then immediately go to voicerestin.com slash Amazon or uh, voicerestin.com slash Otterbox rather and, and get that phone case because it, it, you're going to need it. You're going to drop it and you're going to screw up your phone and then you're going to be screwed. So don't do that. They have a guarantee. They do. I think, yeah, they have a, I think it's a lifetime guarantee. Actually, I have no idea if they have a guarantee. I probably, no, I, I'm almost positive they This do. is how you lose sponsorships. You just start babbling bullshit. No, no, no you're right. You're right, though. All right. Well, hopefully they do. They have a lifetime warranty thing. There you go. You probably got to jump through hoops to get it, but that's fine. <laughs> you can try it anyway. <laughs> that's how you lose sponsorships. Show them the fine print. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff. Anyway, let's. Uh, you want to talk about wrestling at some point, or just poop? I think it's time to talk about some wrestling. But okay, but the, we're going to talk about it. Huh? That's got a good segue, though. There you go. I, the wrestling. The wrestling we're going to talk about is going to be largely poop. It's mostly so. poop. Correct. <laughs> What's going on with the show? We should restart the whole thing. We're too deep now. You know, we're in too deep, man. We're, we really are. Skull. I mean, this is good stuff. I don't know what you're I, talking about. Oh man. As long as you're not talking about millennials, I, I think everybody's okay with it. Yeah, let's, uh, I, let's, I can talk about millennials. If no, please don't. Dear God, don't. Uh, let's talk about poopy wrestling, though, because that's, uh, that's what people want to hear. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment has been rather poopy lately, including this Monday, which was very, very poopy, including a main event segment that... Yeah, a lot of people were talking about. It. Of course, uh, the main focus we're going to talk about Roman Reigns, Sheamus, just everything going on in WWE. We, you know, we've been taking it off for a few weeks. Obviously, you can tell from you know the stuff that we've been talking about. We've been very you know not passionate about what's going on in WWE right now. But I think this week got a lot of people passionate, but maybe not you know not positively, but 
in the sense that this was, you know, and particularly that segment, I, it was really just like overwhelmingly people going like this, this stuff just doesn't work. Like what they've done before and what they want to do. And, and in some cases, uh, as Brandon Howard, who, who published a, an article on the website today, uh, Vince McMahon stuff, some people just don't think it works anymore. And it's, uh, it was just an interesting Raw. Uh, very, it got opinions out of a lot of people. What did you think of this Monday's Raw? I mean, you know, it's it's all about the final segment now. Yeah, and that's and, and I think we should just get to that. I don't think we need to break down any of the other stuff. A lot of it was silly and weird and, and bizarre, but that final segment, I think, was just the microcosm of everything that's been wrong about that company for a while. And the rating, down again, correct? Right, correct. And I strongly suspect, now, the, the problem is there's going to be a pay-per-view this Sunday. Now, do you know? We know that the ratings have been trending downward. Are they getting any sort of bump on those Mondays after a pay-per-view? No, no. Actually, um, what was the uh, fucking blanking on the last pay-per-view? Uh, Survivor Series. Yeah. There was no bump at all, and that's what was kind of like the thing that people were like, "Oh, like not even that will help." And, and that's even- and that's what I thought. And this is what's scary. I think that the, the the raw this week was so bad, and the closing segment was so bad, and a microcosm of all their problems that they might even go lower next week because of how bad it was. Um, I don't know anyone who, who's watching that who's, a, who's excited about next week's Raw from a non-train wreck perspective. I mean, how can you? Well, and, 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 and that is an actually funny thing that, that people, you know, we, we sort of take for granted in our little bubble or whatever, but think if you were a new viewer to Raw. What would bring you back if you if you just dabble if you're just going through say yesterday you just went through your TV guy and all of a sudden oh WWE Monday Night Raw or you, you were watching NCIS or whatever the hell show was before and and you turned on Raw and you you said oh this is interesting I'm gonna watch after those three hours are you coming back ever again like how would a new fan ever come back I don't know if I you know I, I, mean? Like, I mean I know that I wouldn't be marking my calendar for next week and waiting with you know anticipation to see what happens next. In that thrilling storyline, I mean, and and if if you're a casual who watches every couple months or a new viewer like you're saying, you would have to watch that, and you would really have to wonder why the two goofballs who ended the show are are presumably a big deal because they were they just look like two complete idiots um, who nobody cared about. So so yeah, it, it's it's got to be even more jarring or more of a joke to people who don't pay attention to this stuff as closely as we do. Okay, I'm looking at the ratings here real quick just to give you an idea. Um, a post-Survivor Series actually was a decent bump. Uh, not tremendous, though. It, it was basically the highest they've had, or, or the second highest, rather, they've had since August. That's but coming still, up a big yeah, angle at the end of the show. Yeah, that's the, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's so we'll see. I guess a little bit over between 2.5 and 2.4. So as much of that that can be, you know, taken as, as, as like a legitimate, like, Huge. I mean, when you think about that, I mean, in, in May they were getting you know two point nines or whatever. So that that lets you know the scale that we're at right now. That a bump or something good is between two is is getting close to two point five versus you know consistent you know two point eight two point nines that they were doing uh, you know around like April and and during the summer. So yeah, um, you know, so if there if there's something big happens at the end of this pay per view, which I sh- I mean I strongly suspect Reigns is winning the title. I mean, you know, is that fair? Um, there's some things yeah. that point no, but I, I almost feel like if they screw him again, I mean, how you can't, yeah, yeah, this is, it, it works for Daniel Bryan. And that's, that's unfortunately the thing that I guess we'll talk about here in a little bit is that they're essentially attempting to recreate the Daniel Bryan story, but there's just, there's not the juice that it's, the problem it's, is Daniel Bryan was at least ex- over and was right. getting <laughs> over 
you know, it's like, and they almost blew it. They came perilously close to blowing it with that guy. But the thing is, every time they do this with Roman Reigns, it's like he wasn't that over to begin with, and he gets less and less over every time they do it with him. You're really, I know you hate this phrase. They've truly booked themselves into a corner. No, I don't hate that phrase at all. I just, I, because they do it all the damn time and we have to say it. (laughs) And your whole thing is you don't have to book yourself into a corner. Exactly. Yes. You book the shit. This should never be a situation where you go, ah, damn it. How are we going to get out of this? Well, there's no good answer. Like at UFC, I get that. They're like, ah, damn it. We have to do this or we got to do this or, you know, you can't control the outcomes. You can't control. I mean, if 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 Holly Holm wins and beats Ronda Rousey, okay, then you got to go with it. That's you don't ever have to go with anything in wrestling. You it, you can do whatever you want. There's no rules. So there's no there, there's truly no good result to that match because you don't want to beat Roman again, and you don't want him to finally win the title in a gimmick match on a B level pay per view. Right. So they've really boxed themselves in here, but we're kind of jumping ahead. Because um, we're going to preview the pay per view. We are, yes, yeah, in depth too. Because we haven't done we haven't done a very good job of previewing uh, WWE pay per views in the past few months. So we're going to go we're going to go very in depth with this one. So, so we can get to that in a minute. But but the the raw segment to me it just it just magnified everything that's been done wrong in that company. And and here's the thing: it's like I'm so sick about talking about Roman Reigns, but you have to talk about him every week because oh, it's a big deal. I mean, he's he's their focal point. He's the you know, arguably biggest star in the company right now. I mean, I don't I actually I don't even know if it is an argument right and now with, with John Cena out and everybody else injured. But, but this is his ball. But you know what? Is he because here's the here's well, the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. You know what I'm bored with? I'm bored with dissecting why he isn't over at this point. Everyone accepts that he's not over unless you're a complete lunatic. You accept the idea that he hasn't gotten over. Is that fair? I think so. I mean, there's going to be a segment of people that are will we'll disagree with you. Yeah, but, yeah, but you I know think... what? If they have, if 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 they're if they're if they're weird Roman Reigns uh, cosplay Twitter accounts, do we really care what they think? Or no, if they have like Roman Reigns as their Twitter avatar, does it does their opinion matter? So it's like for normal people who aren't you know psychopaths, I think everyone can now accept that he isn't over. Right, and and I do want to preface that because people I think take this along wrong way a lot of times that. Us saying that doesn't mean we hate him or don't like him or don't want him. To, you know, in, in my perfect world, he'd come out and everybody would love him. I don't care. I don't want this like weird forced push thing that doesn't. I don't want that. I would be glad to have him over and have him be a good character, or whatever. But it's just not. You, you you have to look your <laughs> look in the eye and like watch watch the shows. I mean, just watch the shows and you'll you'll know. It's it's he's not over. It's not. It's not one crowd. It's not smarky crowds. It's it's every crowd now. Every single crowd is. It, it's not. And and just look at the conversation. Look at people. I mean, nobody's no one's buying it. No one's buying watching TV. No one's doing anything. Like people talk about merchandise moving to an extent, but okay. I, I there's just no tangible thing that he's that anything's happening uh, w- with Roman Reigns. Whether you know you watch the shows or or you you know you look at the ratings and all and that. They're not sort of playing stuff. people it's, in buildings. And right. So my point here is what I'm bored. What I'm bored with is discussing. Now that we've established that he's not over, which I think the closest yeah, let's get past Raw that. firmly let's... established. What I'm bored of discussing is why he isn't over. I, th- th- there's pro- there's pro- there's a million different reasons why he isn't over, and I don't think anybody's wrong. I think it's a combination of all the reasons that people think. It's partly the booking, it's partly um, the, the the bad lines that they give him, it's partly his performance. 
you got to put – I don't think enough blame is being put on him personally. I mean it's him too. It's partly the fact that he just might not have the level of charisma they think he has. Look, that part's boring to me discussing why he isn't over. The important thing now is this dude is not over. That's the important thing. And to me, the most interesting aspect of the story is how do they handle this? Mm-hmm. We all know the answer. It's kind of a rhetorical question. They're going to plow forward. I think there's no question they're just going to keep plowing forward with this guy despite the fact that he's not over. Despite the fact that he's every bit responsible for these declining ratings as as the booking or any other reason that people want to lay claim. And look, he's a top guy and the ratings are dropping with him. On, if it was anybody, it seems like people make more excuses. Yeah, exactly. Well, guy. yeah, if Daniel Bryan, that everybody poking set out. If it's Seth Rollins, it's, oh my God, look at Seth. I mean, we got to be fair here. Yeah, <laughs> be fair. I mean, he's culpable for it too. I mean, you know, it's it's... It's it, he's just the guy's not over. I, I I'm not concerned as so much as that he's not over. The fact is he just isn't, and I think it's more interesting to discuss what the company's going to do, why they're going to do it, how what level of stubbornness that they, that they're going to display here. Um, you know, the, the the fact of the matter is he's this is very similar to Tetsuya Naito post G1 a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when he won the G1 and then post G1. He was just fucking flat as a pancake. Was not over to the level they thought he was going to be to the point where they had to hold a fan poll to get themselves out of putting him in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. Okay? So, because he just wasn't getting over. And again, there's much debate over why Naito did not get over. Some people say it was the way he was booked after the G1, having matches with the likes of Yujiro and everything else. Um, some people say he just wasn't connecting with crowds. Uh, you know, we were making arguments. He was just working matches in, in the wrong manner, you know, mm-hmm. coming off a knee injury and then, you know, working matches around that knee and then not selling the knee, which was but being really weird. terrible at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, was, um, he was, he was, he wasn't good. He, he didn't, he didn't have the same flare flash that he had before the injury and it took him a while and he finally got it back. But yeah, at that time it, it wasn't, it wasn't there. Or, and, and, and which is very similar to my argument. I think part of the reason Roman Reigns isn't over and I, I, you know, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but I really believe it's how he works his matches and, and how they're putting together his matches. A guy like him should not be sell, 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 sell Superman. Con- it makes him look weak. Go in there and squash these mid carters. You know what I mean? Rich, yeah, oh yeah, Make yeah. Them look strong. Absolutely. I'm always I'm always in favor of that. I I don't I I've never gotten and people bring arguments up all the time about oh no, that won't work and this won't work and the people are going to tune away and people are going to do I I just I don't believe it. Just try it. I, like I just don't see how it would ever affect anybody. Why would people not want to get behind a guy who just goes out there, destroys them and then the entire time the commentators and everybody are talking about how much this guy destroys everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can do it for half year, you can do it for all your upper mid card. Yeah, have them go in there and destroy people, and then talk about how much they destroy people. Like, there's no reason that won't get. Hold. I like, I, I, I will not fathom that people will go. Oh, this is stupid. You know, like this guy. Listen, this guy's match structures are a big problem, in my opinion. I, I really yeah. believe that. I don't look. Maybe it's just fuzzy memories or selective memories. Did Stone Cold Steve Austin work this way on the way up? I mean, you know, you know, once he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, I the, honestly, the, the benefit for them was that Stone Cold didn't work for a goddamn year, and that's the time he got the most over. Which, yeah, I mean, there's uh, that too. You know, it, I mean, you can. It, there's a lot. Look, you really and, and and these are all. But the fact of the matter is, I think in the case of Roman Reigns, I think in the case of NATO, um, what it mostly comes down to is um, maybe it was the wrong time, and maybe it was just the wrong uh, presentation of the way they were presented, and the way their characters are presented. 
um, they're neither one of them connected with crowds is the bottom line. Right. And, and what, how new Japan handled it was Naito basically disappeared in the booking after that wrestle kingdom match that he lost disappeared, rich. He didn't do much of significance for a year and a half. Correct. I mean, you know, we always talk about it. He'd always good matches. He had some good matches in that time, but yeah, sure. in terms of stuff he did, you know, fucked around in the never open white title picture for a little bit. And he was, that was about he it. He was out of the mix. They, they quietly pushed him out of the mix. And for a year and a half, he goes to Mexico. And I don't know what happened there, whether it was his idea, whether it was the company's idea, whether it was a combination of both, comes back from Mexico, changes up his gimmick, which was desperately needed because he was never getting anywhere with the Stardust shit. He was not getting to the top of New Japan with that Stardust gimmick. He just wasn't. And we can sit here and argue why, but for the same reasons, it's, for Roman Reigns, it's boring to me. I don't care. It wasn't happening. It wasn't clicking at that level. Other people right. had passed him by, and that's just the bottom line. Well, I, and I think that's an important thing to do, too, is at some point just admit you, you know, to yourselves or to whoever is that, okay, it doesn't work, so let's, let's, let's move on. You're like that, this, and WWE has been very hesitant to do that for so long now, and especially these past few years, that they just go, they go, they go, they go. And it's like, you know, I know that you don't have to react at the, to the whim of every single crowd reaction, every single thing, but like how many months now are you just going to push forward with this stuff? And, and, you know, New Japan, to be fair, they pushed forward for, what was it, three or four months of the night to thing and then just said, okay, we did it, we're done, we got to get away. Well, they we had to, they were locked on. in. Yeah. I mean, right. he won the G1. I mean, they would have had It was to- that Osaka show. What, 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 what? I forgot what the card was. I think that was the one where they officially were like, okay, that's it. We cannot do this anymore. What, what was that? I forgot exactly what. Um, I, I could probably look it up. It, it, well, it was a it, show in Osaka. Osaka. I have no idea what wrote to the crowd, it. If I don't win the title, you can boo me forever. Well, no, and then later he came back. To, after that G1, he came to Osaka for some show. I forgot what it was exactly. And I remember that was one where the crowd well, the, the entire time. Well, the reason they were booing him is because. Well, no, I know, but that was right after that they, rea- they, they did sure, it. Sure, yeah. Because I think that was a little bit more than just the, oh, the you just do that. I mean, people, I, people, see, that's the thing, too. Like, he wasn't getting great reactions anywhere. No, getting, it was crickets, and then this place was just shitting like, Yeah, just out, right. out of control booing. But the point is, um, they peeled back on him for a year and a half. He did nothing of, of, of top-of-the-card importance. They didn't, they didn't continue to force the issue. And, look, I really believe that's what needs to be done. This incarnation, look, I'm not writing off Roman Reigns. I've never written off Roman Reigns forever. I'm not writing him off forever. This current incarnation of Roman Reigns, though, if they just plow forward with the flak jacket wearing, smirking, cheesy joke telling, tater tot Roman Reigns, (laughs) dreamy eyes and long wet hair, uh, you know, shield, uh, shield guy. If they continue on with this, his ceiling is Randy Orton. And when I say that, it's guy who they pretend is this huge star who isn't really a huge star, which is exactly what Randy Orton has been for a decade. That'll be Roman Reigns' fate if they push forward and continue on with this. If they show some guts and they show some and they and they swallow some pride, and this guy and they just they just peel back on this guy for a while, which is really hard to do when there's no one else to turn to at the moment. Yeah, that's unfortunately another okay. issue. Is, okay, New then. Japan had Okada and Tanahashi and Nakamura and AJ Styles and Kota Ibushi and, and, and a million other guys that they could turn to and, and sort of lay low with Naito. You know what I mean? So that's a big problem too. Even though, Rich, all I hear, all I hear is WWE is so much better at creating stars, but that's a completely another, that's another topic. If there's, I mean, look, injuries have something to do with that. I get it, but I, I don't know, man. I just that that's probably for another show, though. 
So it's like if they just peel back on this guy and 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 let people forget how shitty this has been or how much they don't care about this guy and let them figure out a way to reinvent themselves or figure out a way to reinvent him and then see what happens. Look, and this goes back to what we've been saying for a year and a half about it. The Rock, they did this with The Rock. They tried to force feed The Rock. The fans rejected it. They turned him heel. And The Rock found himself as a heel and became one of the biggest stars in the history of the company. Right. Let this guy do something else. If you put the title on this guy on Sunday and just plow forward to, to WrestleMania, or even if he loses again on Sunday and you just continue this, just, this, this story – that the WWE fans are just clearly tired of because they went through it with Daniel Bryan. Now they're going through it with this guy. No one cares anymore. Look at your ratings. The story stinks. It stinks. And no one cares anymore about, about the authority screwing the top baby face. It's tired and it stinks. So no matter what path they choose, it's not good. They've boxed themselves into a corner here. This guy needs to reinvent himself in some way. I, I would do a heel turn. I've been screaming about it for a year. Yeah. But I, I, I think I, alternatively, I'll oh, go do ahead. something else. Yeah, and I, I think one of the, if you don't want to do the heel turn, so let's say that that's not in the cards or whatever, I think your thing of, of you know, maybe he loses it at TLC or whatever, and then rebuild himself. Like, let go, you know, away for a little while, not, not in terms of just don't be on the show or whatever, you know, go move down a few ranks or whatever, and then just win, win a bunch of times and, and, and see what happens. Click, take some risks, try some things, try a new promo style, try a new look, you know, try things. Cause they just, they've never, you know, we, we talk about stuff, but they've never tried anything with Roman Reigns. They don't try anything with anybody anymore. They have an idea of what you're going to be. They kind of do that, and then they sort of force feed you into you know doing this stuff. You read some lines, you do this thing, you do some comedy. Everyone's got to do comedy. It's got to be a big fucking huck huck show the entire time, and and it, it's done nothing. Nobody's gotten over. Nobody's done anything. He might not it's, be a comedy guy. He might just be an ass kicker. That's what I mean. Like yeah, and and that's but they they don't do that anymore. Everyone's got to be a comedy guy now. I mean that Monday, I, I think it was so telling on Monday. And I'm a guy. I love comedy. I absolutely love comedy. But I like comedy when it's funny. You know, that's a, it's an interesting thing that I I enjoy it when you know comedy makes me laugh. That entire Monday was nonstop, everybody smirking, everybody laughing, everybody being tongue-in-cheek, everybody winking, everybody having a comedy segment. And it was like, what the fuck are you doing? And that's why Kevin Owens is such a refreshing character on there because he's not that guy. You know what I mean? Some of the stuff he does is funny, but he's not, uh, I'm going to say a line and wink at the camera or I'm going to say something that I know is funny, ha, 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 you know, whereas everybody else is dead. They're regurgitating lot. They're saying stuff that no human would ever say. I'm gonna tell you right now, in the current, in their current incarnations, in my opinion, Kevin Owens has more top level potential than Roman Reigns right now. They'll never go go all the way with Kevin Owens. But if you went all the way, if if to starting today on December 9th, if they switched gears and said, "Let's go all the way with Kevin Owens. Let's do a a, a drawn out long term storyline." Which eventually turns him babyface, and and he's going to stay as this character. And he's going to stay right? as this character okay. now, and 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 we'll do some double turn down the line or something, and whatever you want to do. And they and the, he would to me that has more time. He would get over better than Roman Reigns. Then Roman Reigns is getting over right now. The Roman Reigns thing has been a wet fart. It hasn't worked. It it it's it's they're copying some. And, and let me tell you something. It, it's like. Daniel, it's like we were talking about before. Daniel Bryan was over 
That's the big for almost a year before. And the other thing too is he was over for almost a year before. I mean, people forget that that team hell knows stuff. The stuff with the the cannon down. People think that all of a sudden you know he won at SummerSlam and then it was off and ready to go. They, I mean, they forced. They had no almost no choice but to go with him in some respects because of course you had the the post WrestleMania thing with with Sheamus that the crowds just started going nuts with him and the yes chance and then the team held no stuff where they again tried to make uh, him say no and make people stop chanting yes and say no and people just started doing it more and then you have of course had the team held no stuff which was was really good stuff and actually legitimately decent comedy from WWE and then they just didn't have any choice. I mean, this guy was over for a full year. They knew. I think that's the difference between a Roman Reigns thing, and that's, I think, uh, one of your points is that, you know, with Daniel Bryan, they found the formula. They figured out, and Daniel Bryan himself figured out the formula of how to get over and how to get the crowd to react and how to become a fundamental, you know, part of that show that that was entertaining and and got the, the fans invested in it. And Roman Reigns has not been able to do that, and they haven't really given him a chance. He hasn't really found it. He hasn't really given himself a chance. He hasn't taken risks. They haven't taken risks. Whoever, whoever hasn't done it, it just hasn't happened. It's, it's, the, There's just it's nothing the thing you there. talk about all the time. Daniel Bryan was relatable to the people. Kevin, the Kevin Owens character is relatable to everybody watching, yeah. even as a heel. The Roman Reigns is not a real person. He's not relatable. He's a caricature of what Vince McMahon thinks the top guy should be. There's nothing real about Roman Reigns. There's nothing relatable about Roman Reigns. And, and that's a big problem in this era that – I don't think the people making the decisions and that are responsible for the decisions understand. And why they were because they've been so resistant towards a guy like Daniel Bryan, who was over, but they're plowing forward with this guy who is not over. And on his best day was never as over as Daniel Bryan. You know, it's funny. A couple weeks ago when I did the solo show, I said, all I want out of Roman, this is all I want. This is all I want to see, and this is not a high standard. All I want for Roman Reigns, because he's over like maybe once a month, like one Raw a month he'll be over, right? But he's not like over the way a superstar should be over. He's never been over the way. As he, when has he ever gotten like a Stone Cold Steve Austin pop? Right. Or a pop that The Rock would get or a pop that Hulk Hogan would get or a pop that John Cena would get. Or you've had one of your non-wrestling fan friends <laughs> or somebody mention Roman Reigns' name He's never ever. gotten that kind of pop. But that's right. what they want him to be. So that is the bar. that That is the standard he should be held to which was the point I made when I did that show by myself. When has he ever even gotten a Daniel Bryan pop? And Daniel Bryan couldn't sniff the level of star that those guys were. Right or wrong? Absolutely right. right. Yeah. And when has he ever gotten a level of pop that Daniel Bryan got? Okay? So all I ever want is, look, not one raw month where a crowd kind of sort of likes him, which is kind of what he gets now. Or a mythical house show crowd. That, that people talk about, but no one ever – it's like Sasquatch. You know, yeah, and Brandon Howard uh, did a very good job. His, his search for Roman Reigns' house show pop where he met numerous places. <laughs> like went to three different cities to see if he could find that pop and Never, you know, yeah. so, came up a little empty. But. All I asked on that show was give me four weeks in a row, either four Raws in a row or three Raws in a pay-per-view where this guy gets a, a, a huge pop. Can he give me four in a row? Is that asking a lot? The guy can't even give you two in a row. He can't even give you one in a row lately. When's the last time this guy was over in a building? About three, what was it, two or three weeks ago on Raw when he got some decent reactions? Mm-hmm. This guy gets the reactions of a popular mid-carder in comparison to those other guys. At his best, he gets the reactions of a very popular mid-carder. There, there, on most of these Raws, there are, he's not even the most popular act on the show, and no one's over. I mean, it just is not working. And 
they're destroyed because it's like what's all you know what if New Japan had had no one to turn to and it was just Naito or Bust? What would they have done? They're lucky they had five other guys to turn to. This company has no one to turn to. That's the rub yeah, here. That's yeah, that's that's a larger point, is that's just Could you imagine if if, <sighs> yeah. if a do- if their doctor cleared Daniel Bryan, right? And uh, of course, okay, week the first time that music hit, of course the roof's gonna explode, right? But that one you can't really like that's the anomaly. That's the return pop. Yeah, I won't count that one. Yeah, that but anybody Do you think together. for one Do you think for one second? Let's even say the first round of the loop, okay? Do you think for one second, even on the next round of the loop, that he can get bigger reactions than Roman Reigns? I mean, I don't think there's any reasonable thinking person who would think that. I mean, if you disagree, say so. But I don't, I, I don't even think it's fat. I can't even fathom that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, but they have no one to turn. What do they do? They beg Cena yeah, to come back. That's what you do. Take up an old star. And, and that's the thing. I, I was talking to one of my buddies the other day, and he's like a casual fan or whatever. And he was saying, okay, well, you know, what, what's, you know, what's next? And he was just rifling off names or whatever. And, and, and he's saying, okay, well, who's these guys? Who else can they bring back? Because that's always the, the answer. I mean, people like casual friends or whatever. He always assumes, okay, you bring somebody back and that's how you go. And he was rifling off names. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, look, all those guys you're naming, they're all getting too old. They can't be medically cleared. They, they're, they're either, you know, ostracized from the company or whatever. We're at that point now where it's like, oh, shit, you can't even bring back these 2005 guys. You know, he's like, well, what about Kurt Angle? I'm like, they're not going to clear him. And they don't want to have an Olympic gold medalist die on their watch. He's not coming back. And he kept listing names and listing names and listing names of these guys, these supposed stars, which WWE has told you these guys are stars. The rest of these fucks that we have on the roster now are just whatever. Each and every one of them, it, it, you can't do anything with them. Hogan, Flair, Hall, Nash, you know what I mean? Like, who, who have they built in the past? And now we can stretch it, you know, decade. Who in the last decade? Batista. Cool. You're going to bring that back? Edge. Can't bring him back. He's done. You're going to, Randy Orton, he's hurt right now, too. There you go. Not even a real star, honestly, if you make that. So it's like, go through those years, go through the last decade. There's no one that they can even push. Like, this is really the first point where it's like, no, you got it. You just have to change what you're doing. They, you have to build somebody up. You got to build stars. Like there's, there's just nobody to grab. There's not even people from other companies to grab. The problem is they don't have to do it. They, they, yeah. they had, they had a window. It's broken. With, the star making machine is broken. They had a window with Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And they've completely blew it. And I, and he made. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. He's it's gonna be real hard to get him back. But it, it's way. like in the, look, this will go back Naito again. You might have to completely. What the, what the guy's doing because he's now a rodeo clown he's 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 in a feud with kevin owens over a <laughs> title and and their idea to to put heat on the match is to have him eat popcorn that's what i mean monday was so you know what was funny is and, and watching monday too was that not can you not i maybe i was the only one that thought this but i'm curious if you did that was a vince mcmahon show through and through was it not I thought from top like to bottom, more than any week that I've ever that I've seen in a long time, felt like this guy going, "Here's the script. Here's what we're gonna do. This one's gonna kill." You know what I mean? Like every little prop and every little thing that Vince McMahon is is famous for. You know, throw, you know, using pop. He loves popcorn. He loves throwing fucking popcorn at people or doing stuff with popcorn and soda. You had that. You had Tyler Breeze throwing soda at people. You have Dean Ambrose throwing popcorn at people. You have you, you know, have, Roman Reigns uh, making fun of Sheamus's testicles and calling him tater. T- like. God, it was just the top to bottom. I said, 
my God, this is that guy's vision that this guy. And, and I think you tweeted out too that at the end of the night, he probably said that was a great man event with a great finish. Yeah. Or that was a great show. That with was a great, a great finish. Raw with a great finish. The Vince McMahon. That you know that when at, at five fifty five or whenever the fuck he finally signed off on that thing, he looked at that and said, "There we go, I like this Raw." Or that he maybe even went in a meeting and said, "The stuff's been bad. We need big changes and all this sort of stuff. I'm going to take a bigger, you know, I'm going to be in that room and we're going to we're going to write this Raw or whatever." Because that felt from top to bottom like such a Vince McMahon show, and I think that was what made people so shocked. It was like, "Oh my God, this is what th- this is." This is what they had. I mean, this is the best they can do now. We're gonna put it's broken. We're gonna put the black girls with the black guys and they're gonna dance, <laughs> damn it. They're gonna dance, damn it. I mean, what was that? Yeah, well. It was actually almost entertaining, which was one of the rarities on that show. Like when the Paige Charlotte thing was like the second most entertaining thing on the entire show. You know, it was let just... me tell you something about New Day. They're about Oh, it's they're about yeah. that is perilously close mm-hmm. to jumping the old shark. Okay, and that's one of the few acts on that show that people still give a shit about. Fucking unicorn gimmicks, and uh, come on. I mean, they've just been on the show too much. I mean, like that one, the one Monday I was watching with a buddy that was like every five minutes, like, dude, I'm like, oh my god, the new day. They were on this show like five times. That show, I was like, okay, all right. Like, I love the new. They're gonna kill. Yeah. They're gonna kill that dead. But does it really matter? Are they going to do anything with any of those three guys anyway? No, it doesn't. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, no, it, it, and, and that's yeah. Who cares? It's not going to matter. I yeah, mean, are, it, are, it, they, it, are they ever pushing Kofi Kingston beyond that level? No, they should push Big E, but they never will. They should push Big I E. Thought, and they, and Big they, E's the guy I thought three years ago when he was doing the Dolph Ziggler stuff. I said that's they got a guy. They got him if they want to have him. They here he is. And and, you know? Know, and they haven't killed him yet. But but they're never. We know they're never going to push him. They had a small window with Kofi with the mm-hmm. Randy Orton feud. Remember? I remember that. That's fun. That closed up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And they're never doing anything with Woods. I mean, let's. Be oh honest. God, no, no. Woods is on the roster, so when he can do media interviews, he can tell people he's a doctor. Yeah, he has a PhD. And they yeah, get yeah. off on the fact that someone on their roster has a PhD. It's the Otunga thing. He, yes, exactly. He'll have a job for life, provided he doesn't do anything stupid, and he's a smart guy, so he won't. He'll he'll know how to play his cards, especially as he gets older and he gets more mature. You know what I mean? He'll never. He, he's too smart to screw up. He'll have a job for life because they want him doing media to tell people he's a doctor. Yep. They'll, but they're never going to push him. Yeah, Otunga still does the rounds too. Yeah. That guy's that guy's living the life. Yeah, sure. Hey, look, one of our performers is a lawyer. Uh, you know, one of our performers is a doctor. That's dick stroking time. But that, you know, I'm not saying they should push Otunga or Woods. I don't think Woods has too, you know, some enormous upside. They should push David Otunga, though. I think we can all agree that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's undeniable that that man should be. But I mean, let's look at options. I mean, if I'm going to sit here and scream about pumping the brakes on Roman Reigns and and letting him breathe and find himself, because <laughs> obviously I don't have to finish the point. We all see what's happening with Naito. The guy went away. He found something else to do. They took a chance, or he took a chance, and and came back, and now he's like the hottest thing in the company. And it's very clear that if they choose to, he can be in the top mix now for 2016. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Red hot character at this point. Yeah. So if it, if and when he gets a title shot, it'll be a big fucking. It's going to be a huge deal. Huge deal. You can yeah. you can main event a, a pretty decent sized show with him now, yeah. and, and pretty confidently. You know what I mean at this point. And it's like, but here's the thing: if I'm going to scream and yell. <laughs> then you have to give options. Well, let's look at the roster. 
Yeah, they, boy. They, closed, they they screwed up Dean Ambrose. Wouldn't it have been nice if they didn't screw up Dean Ambrose right now? That would have you helped, have yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this TLC card. This will make you vomit, I think. Well, let's if, if let's look at the guys who haven't been completely destroyed or beaten down to the point where it would take a massive rehab to get them back to any sort of level. All right, I, let's look, go over this roster. Kevin Owens, is that a fair one? Yep. You can do something with Kevin. You can try with Kevin Owens. Am I saying that he's going to connect and be a star if you turn him face? I don't know, but you can try with him. I don't think they've ruined him yet. It's funny the terms we talk in yet. Like it's a, like it's a given that it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> uh, who else do we have? There is. Well, to be fair, and, and I think this is a decent point as well to bring up, are we counting NXT guys or are they out? Well, are they ever going to call any up? That, and that's yeah, that's why I. Are they going to call any up, or is because let's face it, it's a fucking vanity project. It's a vanity project disguised as a developmental territory. That's what it is. It's not a developmental territory. Okay, it's Hunter's little vanity project. Because if it was, Finn Balor would have been up there months ago. It's it's so Hunter let's can stroke himself and talk about how he fills up uh, uh basketball arenas, piggybacking the real pay per views. That's what it is. That's all it is. It's a great show, though. We're not using I love it. it for its intention. It's great for me. Yeah, it's great <laughs> I, I as a love viewer. It. What do I care? I hope they never call any of them up. Who the hell would want to watch them on the main roster? Nobody. You think I ever want to see Sami Zayn on the main roster? Never. Keep him there forever. Selfishly. What do I care? But that's what it is. They don't call these guys up. They don't do anything with them. They call up Tyler Breeze. He trades wins with, with Dolph Ziggler every week. That was, you know, it's like, and like Tyler Breeze is a nothing. I mean, let, let's be honest. It's not a guy that's going to main event wrestling or whatever. Not that but, gimmick anyway. But dear God, one week and you already put him in the fucking hamster wheel? One, he, they call, one they week. They called him up and stuck him right on the treadmill. Well, what's funny is he got an, he got a big win at, at uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, right? No, no. What, what was the other? Yeah, Survivor Series. That's what I'm thinking of, right? It was. A, yeah, he got, a, he got a win over Ziggler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on I'm talking about, yeah, and it went kind of definitively too. And I went, oh, okay. And I stood up, and everybody that I was watching with went, oh, okay. I guess they have high hopes for him. And the next, you know, on Monday he just loses. The next Monday, and then now he's just trading wins, and that's it. And it's like, <laughs> like, just have the guy win a few weeks in a row. Have him win two months in a row. See if you see if he connects. Like that. That is the biggest thing that I just will never, ever, ever understand with this company is why guys just don't win. How if the how, guys? How Kevin Owens get over? He came up and he beat Cena. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, it's not rocket science. I know. It's just I don't get it. Like I, like, that will never, ever, ever. I will just. I, I can't make sense of it. I just cannot make sense of of in what world would a guy get over by by being five hundred, by being just okay. Like imagine sports teams. Imagine your favorite sports team being the Boston Celtics right now in the NBA. If you're a casual fan, I go, man, I love the Celtics. They're you know ten and eleven. It's awesome. <laughs> like no, you love the fucking Warriors because they're not like. I just paid. I just dropped seventy bucks to go to Milwaukee to watch the Warriors on Saturday. I'm going to drive an hour and a half with two friends to go to Milwaukee to watch the Warriors because they're undefeated and they win every fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to say if they lose, I'll be there. Oh, well, why God? I was there when they lost. If they win, cool. They're now twenty six and zero or whatever. You know, it's like why? You know, I'm not going to drive two hours to watch the Boston Celtics if I'm just a casual fan that that doesn't have any rooting interest. Like that. It's just it. It doesn't. I I, I cannot wrap my head around how they just don't. They have to know that, right? Like somebody has to know that. It's it's this weird thing where they gotta pay dues and and you know what I mean? It's just the weird wrestling rules. 
Well, then never, never have them win then. And it, it's like if that's the goal, then don't have them ever win and then have them. You know, you know Kevin what I mean? Owens like, beat the top guy in the company, <coughs> and he doesn't act like a complete goofball on TV. And 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 so far, so good. They have a, you know that formula worked, and he isn't destroyed yet. But but who else? Let's go over the rest of this roster. Okay, here, here's some other names. So we mentioned Big E as one, but that's probably never going to happen. I mean, and and look, if there's a time to do it. If you're going to do something – look, and we know this is never happening, which is what's sad about this whole conversation. But if you're going to do something with Big E, you better do it now before they complete – because the bi- the New Day is, is quickly going to be the laughing stock of, of wrestling within a month. I guarantee it. It's perilously close to being – to jumping the shark. So you got to do it now, and they're not, we know they're not going to. How's Bray Wyatt work for you? He doesn't. I mean, he's an entrance. He's an entrance. And, and that's another thing. Look, everyone knows I can't stand Bray Wyatt. But when you lose every fucking feud that you're in, it speaks to the point that you just spoke to. He's a loser. He's a loser. No one's going to get behind him if you want to turn him face because he never fucking wins. Watch them lose to the ECW old men this week. <laughs> well, speaking of, Bubba Ray Dudley, how does that work for and you? And you know what the thing is? The only reason they won't lose, it has nothing to do with Bray. You know they're not going to beat Strowman. Because it's an elimination right. match, right? Isn't that something? We, no one would blink if those if the old <laughs> ECW fuckers beat Bray Wyatt. Right. No one would blink if Rhino just pins Bray Wyatt in the middle of the, the ring. It's like we almost expect that. <laughs> How's Bubba Ray work for you? I mean, please <laughs> bring back the Bully Ray character. You, well, you should. Yeah. But again, I mean, they won't swallow their pride. That's... Yeah, no. He's got to wear the glasses. When he came out, I mean, what was the Royal Rumble? And he came out in the glasses and the stupid, and it was just like, all right, well, <laughs> there's that. Like, I mean, there was speculation that he was wearing a fat suit, so he would, <laughs> so he would look like Bubba Ray. He did look about a hundred pounds heavier yeah. than he did like a month prior. I commented so. on his weight, and people were like, "Oh yeah, he's wearing a he's wearing a fat suit." <laughs> I mean, they they intentionally made the guy look out of shape to fit <sighs> some gimmick from 1999. What are you doing? Well, Cesaro, that's not going to work. <laughs> We're getting pretty low here. I'm at the D, sir. Uh, Dan O'Brien, concussion inactive. Uh, look, if he got cleared, he'd be an easy choice. Yeah, but he seems to think it's over, and we'll see. If quotes today that we heard uh, are, are to be believed, then that's done there. Dean Ambrose, one you mentioned. Dolph Ziggler. Look, what do you think about Dolph? Dolph is dead forever. Dean is not dead forever, but again, there's massive rehab that would have to take place because he's viewed as a joke. He's too jokey. What about Jack Swagger? Are you going to relight the fire on Jack Swagger? I'll move on. <laughs> Owens? Wade Barrett? That's been done to death, right? I mean, there's another, a good, another good example of a guy who – I mean, that's a guy you could have quietly protected on undercards. You know what I mean? And not necessarily have even tried to push yet, but – yeah, and see what happens. Yeah, if the crowd connects, then okay. You could then have, you light at the fire. Yeah. You know, he's got everything that they like, and he's a good talker. And the thing with him, though, is he's he's very he's a heel. Mm-hmm. I don't I you know, he's not a baby face. He's a heel. But, you know, you, you and, and they're looking for a top face. How's Luke Harper as a top face work for you? No. Okay. The Miz. As you can tell, I'm getting. I'm at the the the, the M's, by the way, and there's I not mean, many the more. I mean, so. the Miz is like a better option than most. <laughs> like the, the Miz is a top five percent uh, option here, which is just uh, Neville. 
I mean that there's no I chance. Just, and I, you know, I, I like Neville too, but I don't see that he, either. He's, he's the, I've never even from the even when he was great as Pac, I never saw that as as his ceiling. Look, you know, to quote our pal Larry, you know what Neville is? He's the mid card workhorse, and there's nothing. Yep. And there's nothing, which is fine. And there's yeah, nothing wrong that. with being the mid card workhorse. There's nothing wrong with that. Boy, Randy Orton can't do that. He's inactive, shoulder injuries. Roman Reigns has mentioned Rusev. Was Rusev your top baby face? Um, you know, you think they could have done something with him without the fucking soap opera over the summer? Was that the turning point there? Um, I still think he can be rehabbed a little bit because I think he's he, he's really really good, and I think can get most things because he got that that angle was terrible. That that whole stuff was was really awful. But he was one of the main factors that made that work. But yeah, I, I just. I don't know. He's an excellent talent, but I almost feel like he has to be a heel too. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to make that a face at this point. It's so ingrained in in that. But yeah, he's one that I would put almost a little bit of a check mark in that you have that you know is just a super talent that can get just about anything over. But it's going to be so hard to get him into a level where people are going to want to cheer him and actively cheer. You know that that's going to be hard. That's going to take a lot of work, and I don't know if they're up for that. So (laughs) that's. uh, Seth Rollins, of course, when he comes back, I think that's that's your number one. But of course, that's an easy right one. Now, now listen, yeah, yeah, that's, that's an that's, easy one. He comes back as a face. You have a natural story there. That's the one that writes itself. And it's funny because you know I read a couple weeks ago that they said when he got hurt, it didn't really disrupt the WrestleMania plans because he wasn't in a top match anyway, mm-hmm. which tells you what they think of Seth Rollins, right? Which he was he was just the. The appetizer to the the main dish, which is Roman Reigns. Right, which was just to set up Roman Reigns. But the fact is, if they allow it when he comes back, that's a guy that has a legitimate yep. shot if you handle Absolutely. it properly because the story's there. Oh, boy. Sheamus, as your top baby face, how's that working? I mean, look, <laughs> they've tried it before. And look, Sheamus is what he is. He's an upper mid-carter. And, and, and we're in the S's. This isn't good. And the fact is, I mean, we have the Miz so far. You know, no, we haven't is. talked about Sheamus, but it's like, oh, so he sucks. He's garbage. And they're blaming him for everything. And, and believe me, he's culpable for some of this too. But this is more on Roman Reigns than it is on Sheamus because we, I will. No, I, I just don't think Sheamus has anything either. I, I maybe sucks is too. I, he's just not there. That's not his position. He's an upper mid Carter. Yeah, which I don't mind if the, if you if you want to have an upper mid Carter be your world champion. I think that's fine. But you got to do some. You got to be creative with it. You got to be good with it, and you have to have those other guys with him. There's no who's who's he against? Who's wants his title? Who? I mean, there's no one. He's not like good said. as a comedy lackey of the authority. No. It's a bad role for him. He, it's just yeah. He's an upper mid card like ass kicker babyface. You know, or he could do it as a heel too. I don't like. Him. Yeah, I don't mind the heel. I don't mind. I, don't, the I personally don't like him as a heel because I don't like the way he works as a heel. But. um but yeah, I mean, it's fine. I mean, he's an upper mid Carter. He's not. He's not a top guy. He's just not a top guy. He's too much has happened with him too. People have seen him for so damn long too. You, you know, we take it for granted how long he's been around and, and been doing stuff. Like, I mean, that guy he's is, Hiroki Goto. He's an upper mid Carter. Right. Mm-hmm. He's been there forever too, and it, it, it starts to to wane on people. Titus O'Neil, how's that working? I mean, you know, he's an old man, and you know, it's not a obviously you're not being serious, and it's just you know. I'm down to the I'm down to the T's, so I got to get to Triple H, Tyler Breeze. You, you know who the answer is. We're done. It's it's John Cena, right? And we're done. And don't think for one Plus second, Ryder don't or Xavier Woods. Don't think for one second that John Cena, whatever he's doing, uh, looking bored on the Today Show or 
<laughs> filming his goofy reality show that nobody's going to watch or doing whatever it is he's doing, getting a well-earned break, hardest working man in wrestling over the last decade. Don't think for one second he don't have a little smirk on his face as these ratings continue to plummet because he's the beneficiary here. You know, he, he's the guy who was being worked, slowly worked down the card and doing it with a smile on his face. Now he's going to be viewed as the savior. And those big checks are going to start rolling in again when he's, they put him right back on top. He's a competitive guy. You know what I mean? Don't think he's not happy about this. He would never say it. There's a guy who never says the wrong thing or does the wrong thing. But this is, per- this is, you know, this is great for him. They have no other options. And they don't have the guts to roll the dice with a Kevin Owens or a Big E or somebody like that. They don't have the guts. Or call someone up from NXT and, and just let them go. They don't, they, they don't have the guts to do it. How about calling up Samoa Joe and seeing what happens? Why not give that a shot? I mean, you know why? I'm going to tell you why. You know why? If that got brought up in the room, you know why that would get shot down? You know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Because it would ruin Hunter's little vanity show coming up next week. That's why. That's why. It would ruin the main event for Hunter's little vanity show. That's, you know, it's like, why should that matter more than the, the absolute fucking free fall that the main roster is going through? Especially now after these injuries, that's when you can really get an idea that, OK, look, that's not a development. It's, it's just stop that. That conversation, the development, anything that's just got to stop, because now you've had what, what five guys like five major guys go out, you know, in the past you know few months or whatever. And no, Tyler Breeze, you get Tyler Breeze. What's, who was ready to graduate anyway? I mean, would Samoa Joe really be a worse option than what they have on the table? As a, no. they don't have a backup plan for Ro- They don't have a backup plan. Maybe he doesn't work out either. I don't know. But you know, it's the whole TNA history and probably the way his body looks. You know, in, in Vince's eyes or whatever. At least Kevin Owens covers it with a T-shirt. Who knows? I, it's 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 crazy. I mean, give someone a you know, at least have a backup plan. There's no backup plan. The backup plans are all hurt. The backup plans are John Cena and Randy Orton. Yeah, and this is a prime opportunity with all these guys hurt and all these guys out of the picture to create backup plans in case the Roman thing didn't work. But Rich, we've come full circle, and it's like. None of this matters because they're not going to pump the brakes on this guy, and they're just going to plow forward with it to their doom. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop. They, they're not going to give any. It's 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 Roman Reigns or bust. And the guy is a massive fucking bust. There's no way to spin it. He's a massive bust at this point. Well, uh, one of the other things that's really interesting as well is that okay, so say he does win a TLC. What's what next? You know, <laughs> like there, there's no one. You know, we're, we're talking about we're bemoaning the, the face side and who's your next top face? Who the hell's your next top heel? I mean, what what is there? Does he just endlessly face Sheamus until? Was the plan Brock Lesnar? Does he win and then Brock comes out? I don't know. Brock as a challenger, probably. Brock as a heel challenger, or does Brock just murder? Brock has to come back and get revenge on the authority, right? So maybe Brock comes back at Royal Rumble and just murders Sheamus in like 30 seconds to set up Brock and Roman at WrestleMania. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Because <laughs> it really doesn't matter how you treat Sheamus. Yeah. He's, he's nothing. Sheamus is nothing. 
How many times are we going to say that the champion of your company? We went through this with Rand- <laughs> just really. Yes. We went through this with Randy Orton. We went through this with with uh, Seth Rollins, and now we're going through this with Sheamus. You know, it, this is part of the problem too. When the champion of your company is presented as a non-entity and a nothing, just a, a piece of garbage, a tool of the authority, uh, literally and figuratively, just a tool. I guess figuratively and figuratively, not literally. He's not a wrench. No, he's not a literal. Yeah, he's not literally. Figuratively, but, but. two ways, a tool. <laughs> right. It's like of, of the authority. It's like that's part of the problem too. You know, Brock was the only champion, and, and Brian for the ten minutes that he had the belt, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> now it works. You know, that were presented seriously as champions. That's a big problem too. The the belts are the easiest things to get over if you just treat yep. them right. It's so easy to get people over if you protect these titles, and they just it, – it's it, mind-numbing how they just don't understand that anymore. And every company else every, – almost every other company gets it too, which is the funny thing too because people are probably – you know, maybe thinking, oh, well, you guys just think New Japan does it all well, and you know, what they do is exactly perfect. I mean, look at the independents or whatever. I think Evolve is doing a great job right now with their title. They're saying that Timothy Thatcher is a big deal there. Gave him the title, and they're going, and and that's Jay Lethal, him having that Jay, title. The whole basis of the Jay Lethal thing was that yeah, he oh, yeah, yeah. two titles, and they meant the world right. to him. I, uh, it's the easiest tool to use that you have at your disposal. <laughs> it's a built-in tool, yeah. and they just make it a, a, a device for for lackeys. So why do you think people aren't into Roman Reigns winning the things? They don't give a shit about the title. Why would they be into him winning that? Yeah, the crowning achievement of him winning the title. Who, who I mean, okay. When guys can just oh. trap down to the <laughs> ring with a briefcase and fucking take it's like, can we get rid of that, please, too, now? Enough with the money in the bank. Yeah, it's it's lost all of its luster. And, that, and that's, again, a conversation probably for a different day. But that, that thing is just completely done. No more of this shit. You're not going to get any more. the bank. No more changing titles in three ways and gimmick matches. That's part of their problem. It doesn't feel like, guys, it just feels commonplace. It's just broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read this TLC card. We're going to talk about this TLC. And you're going to see, man, in, in terms of a card that, like, how could you get juiced up for this card? I mean, really, honestly, like, and, I, and I'm trying to be sort of objective here, and and more times than not, even if WWE programming is is, is no good, at least when a Sunday pay per view comes, I'm pretty pumped up because I know I'm going to get some good stuff. I'm going to get good, you know, a, a good card, good matches. You know, people are going to talk about it. It's going to be at least at some point I'm going to have fun and, and do stuff. I'm I'm dreading this thing right now. I mean, I'm looking at this card, and it just it it is. Last year's TLC was really bad and maybe started this whole downward spiral that they've been on for, for quite a while. I, I don't know if that's actually true. It's probably been on a downward spiral for longer, but I remember that one being a particular one that was just really, really awful. But man, this one is just does not give me high hopes at all. Let's let's break down this card a little bit here. Um, a chairs match for the United States Championship, Joe. I know you're pumped about this. Alberto Del Rio, the champion, defending against Jack Swagger. I mean, at least they're backtracking a little bit on what was just an awful pairing with with uh, Del Rio and and Zeb. It made no sense. Didn't work. Uh, Del Rio does not, nothing he's involved in any favors by looking completely unenthused and like he's bored out of his mind and let, he'd rather be anywhere in the world 
but but no, wrestling sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds like Del Rio. <laughs> so he does he does the company and and these storylines no favors by behaving the way that he does. And um, I think he's had one match that I liked since he came back. Um, guy's terrible. He's a, just a bore. The guy's a dud. The Kalisto, the Kalisto one. I didn't see that match. I liked the. Uh, it wasn't good. So that's why I, I was you know curious. Match I liked. I liked the Roman Reigns match you didn't like at Survivor Series. Oh okay, yeah. No, I thought that was pretty boring. But I enjoyed that match. I thought that was the best um, Del Rio match since the return by far. Um, not not really high praise. No, listen, I'm not saying it was a. It must <laughs> better than the one where John Cena was literally had a foot outside of the. Hey, look, music. man, it's it's not it's not it's not threatening my uh, top ten match of the year list. I was gonna but, say you know, it was it, to me it was the best match he had so far. I and I was surprised because. Um, you know, you watched the show before I did, and you buried it, and I was expecting the worst. I ended up kind of liking it, so yeah, I don't. Know. I thought it was, I, it was what I would call a good match, but I mean, yeah, it's not exactly glowing praise for his return. Let's let's do the uh, the one through ten gimmick on this guy, uh, Del Rio Swagger. Just, chairs match, a chairs match, Joe. I mean, they get to use chairs. It's funny because I think um, people who have paid attention to Jack Swagger this year know that he's had excellent matches with a lot of different people. If you haven't seen his main event match with Kevin Owens. I don't remember what week it was. I'm sure if you throw it out there on Twitter, someone will instantly know. Ask Mikey Falcone. I bet he'll know. Was. <laughs> um, master of the Sea Shows, Mikey Falcone. He'll tell you. And they had an excellent match. But, I mean, that's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens wakes up in the morning and has excellent matches. But, but Swagger, too, has been the king of the Sea Shows this year. And I think if, if you eliminated the chair gimmick, he might be able to get a good match out of Delray. They have si- similar styles and all that. You know what I mean? I might be more juiced up for it, but you throw those. Was it September fifth? Possibly, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think that's one. Looking at the, yeah, I don't know if they had multiple. I'm sure they only had matches. one. I mean, yeah, if it was only one, then I think it was either September fifth. It was the ta- they taped it on September first, but it was the September fifth main what event. What number pairing. was it? What number main? Oh God, I have no idea. Oh, I, I guess oh. I just looked up Kevin Owens, Jack Swagger. I main thought event maybe what on. you were looking at had the show number. No, they don't have the. Yeah, this one doesn't have the numbers. Cage match would have it. I thought that's what you were on, but anyway. Um, oh, I can. So, so I mean, these guys work similar styles. You know, he might be able to get a decent match out, but you throw those chairs in the mix, and I just lose all interest. Up, Rich. I'm not a stipulation <laughs> guy. I mean, you know that. I usually. Well, so I, I like stipulations, but this TLC thing is just a fucking joke. I mean, who like wants all to see these, a chair like, match. I mean, I remember last year the stairs match? Remember that? How that was. That was that was legitimately one of the five worst matches of the year. It really was. Who that was? Uh, Big Show and uh, Big Show and Eric, and Eric Rowan, Rowan, right? That was so Rowan. bad. Legitimately one of the five worst matches of the year. Easy. Uh, no. Remember they just like set up like piles of stairs and just ran into them. I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what is this? And now this will be a match where they only use chairs, even though they have the ability because it's a no disqualification match to use whatever they want, but. They choose to just use chairs. I, yeah, so. I mean, I have no interest in that step. I mean, I, you know, so for me, it's a, th- a three at best. And that's, look, I'm excited for Jack Swagger because he's had a sneaky good year. He's not even sneaky. He's had a good year. He's had a good year. He's had a good year. Nobody yeah, yeah. knows that's about sneaky. because they don't watch the shows. No one's watching Superstars. And, you know, well, no one's watching Main Event. And even less people are watching Superstars. I mean, that's what it comes down to. What's killing Main Event is the delays. Americans don't watch the show because America people aren't going to watch a month old show unless they're told that they. Oh yeah, well this week we got the November seventeenth because we we have reviews on our site once again WWE review or WWE main event reviews, um and yeah it was like the November seventeenth show that came up which like come on <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like it, it's hard to get juiced up but for watching something that you know is a month old right so what you're saying cool. is we have current reviews up right but like at first I thought I had an error I was like oh shit I wrote November or whatever. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, duh, it is the November. <laughs> like, you know, at first I freaked out and I was like, no, I can't. What, what the hell? I, I meant to type December and I wrote November. And I'm like, oh, no, never mind. Wait a minute, but he should be getting the current one because he's in. He's in. He's watching that. He's he's doing the UK, the the WWE Network ones though. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, but I, if you have WWE Network in Europe, you still get the same stuff that we get here. I thought they get the shows. I don't know. Yeah, that That's I'm not a good sure. Question. I, I, I thought I that it's it's unblocked for them, and they do get the. I don't. I don't know. I could be. I don't know. Yeah, because I, they get I, NXT early, right? It, it, like they get NXT early in the day on Wednesday. I think the time. <sighs> yeah. Or maybe. No, yeah, I don't know. That's a good I question. Could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe they watch it when it illegally pops up. That's Maybe. what it is. I have no idea. But it seems like people in Europe are watching NXT like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon our time. Well, sometimes it actually will put up uh, – actually, WWE Network will sometimes just put it up. So if you're just home at that – and that could be just a situation where they're home at the time. Yeah. Because I know I used to – when I was doing the NXT reviews, I would refresh that damn thing and sometimes it would pop up. Oh, well, there you go. Because we have WWE Network bot or whatever. Uh, you know, we follow that guy on Twitter because that would put, put everything up. You know, when it's posted, and it would sometimes get posted at two, 2 p.m. even for us in America, and I would go watch it. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe that. Maybe right that's away. So it could it could have been that that situation because that was easy. Then I would have my review done before the show even aired, and it was well for for most people. Okay, yeah. so they're getting it on TV in Europe. Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I have it, the, that stuff confuses the hell out of me, especially when it relates. Well, to, like, that must main be what it is. They're getting it on TV. Whatever the hell the Kyle Edwards Experience Show or whatever the hell those things are that they're so they get it on TV up to date, but. Even on the network, they're behind too. I think. I again, I, I don't know. I'm sure someone will correct us. Right. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm positive somebody will correct us on Twitter. I, I can I can confirm this, Rich. We've spent way too much time on Jack Swagger versus Alberto Del Rio <laughs> in a in a chairs match. The match might go. The match, we might have talked longer than the match will go. Well, here, how about this, Joe? Imagine you're. It's 1996, and people going through tables is going to really pop you. Okay. Okay. Because you get an eight-man tag team elimination tables match, Joe. People are going through tables. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's like I said, the sad part is... Eva Dudley is going to go through a table, maybe. Joe. <laughs> Contain your excitement. Rhino, who has never worked for me. I mean, I can't think of many guys. Eric Rowan is going to take a back, back bump into a table, and it's going to break, Joe. Ah, I tell you. Rhino is going to gore somebody through a table. Well, that's definitely happening. Um. Look, it, it it's it's like the sad thing <laughs> that doesn't get you going, Joe. You're done. It's over. Hey, look, my nipples, my nipples are hard, Rich. I'm excited for that. <laughs> tables. People going through tables, Joe. The, first time ever. The, the, first time ever. Uh, the, the thing is, it's like we said. If Strowman wasn't in the match, there's a good chance the Wyatts would lose. Which is, to be fair though, it is a tables match. So they can do something goofy where he like. Loses his balance on the top rope and like well, goes through. You know what I mean? And it's like it, it's unacceptable. I mean, look, <laughs> if I'm booking this match, I don't. I, the Wyatts don't lose a single member. Maybe Rowan. No, it's completely destroy these fucking old farts and and dispatch them and burn them in hell. And you know what I mean? Like just completely destroy them. I mean, there's no point in in the Wyatts going neck and neck or going. I mean, it should be just utter destruction. They're just playing with these guys. But maybe Rowan to get a crowd pop early in the match. Maybe. You know, but I'd probably I'd decide. I'd yeah, let, let Rhino Gore Eric Rowan through a table, yeah. or, or they do a 3D to Eric Rowan through the table to Dudley Boys. Okay, that's fine. But make but then, it a fluky elimination. Right. Like, you know, a Gore out of, like, when someone dives out of the way or something. You know, but at the end of the day, the Wyatt should just squash these guys. They should just squash them. But they won't. Nope. I, I bet they, they might not win. <laughs> I mean, there's a real chance they, that. I'd Tommy Dreamer and the Dudley boys are emerging, you know, on the top rope screaming at the if end of the day. If they could figure out a way to eliminate Strowman without making him look like a complete idiot, they could w- lose. Would, 
when losing his balance off the top rope count? If he gets back up and puts someone in his ragdoll hold thingy, yes, I can see that okay. happening. Okay. Like, okay, he falls off the top rope through the table, right? But pops right up. That's important. He doesn't sell. And then, you know, he puts Tommy Dreamer in his whatever he calls his move, that thing where he, you know, puts the guy in the chokehold or whatever and ragdolls him. And then that leads to Tommy Dreamer being eliminated and his team winning the match. I, that, that's plausible. You know, that's plausible. But we're trying to figure out a way for the team to lose. <laughs> and I don't think that you can't do that without making Strowman look like an idiot. Because how does he get his heat back if the team goes on to lose? So, I mean, I, let's move on. I can't. My, my interest level in that match is like a one. A one through ten. What do you got, so, Joe? We, I don't think we won through ten uh, the real swagger. But I gave it a fine. three. Oh, okay. I'll give it a four. I like swagger. What about this guy? Dudley's I, tables. I've, People going to tables. I've never liked the Dudleys. <laughs> Ever. I've never liked Rhino. Tommy Dreamer. I'm, 1997 was about your peak of Tommy Dreamer. I mean, look, your, your, it, your final Tommy Dreamer low. Yeah. And, no, I, and I kind of like Tommy Dreamer in WWE CW as like basically the same role he had in the old ECW. You know what I mean? Like the right. baby face guy who was just never going to win in the end. I kind of liked him on that show. I'm, I probably like Dreamer more than most people do. I, people give Dreamer a lot of shit. I think Dreamer comes off like just a happy-go-lucky good guy who cares about wrestling and works hard and cares about it. And I, I don't have any beef with Tommy Dreamer. And, you know, he has that, you know, people give him shit about his weight over the years, but it turns out that he has some kind of thing which where he can't lose weight. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't have beef with Dreamer, but I don't like the other three guys. And, I, and you know I hate Bray Wyatt. And Rowan does nothing for me. Strowman does nothing for me. There's like two guys in this match that I can that there's one guy I really like and one guy that I can tolerate. <laughs> so what am I gonna and it's a fucking tables match with ECW guys that, that peaked a decade ago or more than a decade ago. So tables, Joe, that doesn't get your juices flowing? Guys going through tables? Come on. Again, like think of this company. Like, dear God, think of the evolution that this company has made in the past 15 years. I mean, if you're gonna do this, the goddamn Dudleys are gonna put people through tables, Joe. 2015. You know, look, if he wasn't such a train wreck and a PR disaster, if you're going to do this gimmick, at least bring back Sabu. But, no, wait, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> you obviously can't. You know. Um, but I mean, that would work. Look, it'd have more juice if it was Sabu instead of Rhino, <laughs> right? What about the Sandman? Everybody was rumored about the Sandman. I'd rather see Sandman than Rhino. <laughs> at least there's some joke of it. There's no real. Rhino's just there. I like Sam. Know. Man, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He never did. No. All right, let's move on. Especially if you're going to give him the inner Sandman. <laughs> if you're going to give him the inner Sandman, right? There's no chance they would. I'd give it a They didn't even let Sting have his own music. For God, you think they're going to let him have enter Sandman? I don't think they would, but if that was the deal. Dear God. I'd give it a 10. Who doesn't love that entrance? They own Sting's music and then still changed it. <laughs> and you want them to have enter oh. Sandman. We gotta tear him down and make him our <laughs> Ryan, you want Enter Sandman. He's been a star for 25 years, but I can do it better. You know. Charlotte versus Paige for the Divas Championship. Charlotte's the champion. Paige the challenger. Paige the heel. Charlotte, kind of the heel too. Rich. Yep. 
I, you know what? This is my most anticipated match on the entire show. I, I, I you know what? I thought on Monday that was my favorite segment of the entire show, and this, this I think is my fa- my second. I'll go second. There's one more match. I'm a little bit more anticipating. This is my second favorite match. A couple, of the a couple weeks ago, I think I was the only person on planet Earth who was enjoying the matches these two were having, because I think that they're working hard, and there's a real intensity when they work against each other. Mm, Particularly, the- I don't think Survivor Series had it. I liked it. I think it went too long. But I think I kind of checked out once Charlotte was flipping all around the ring to get ready for her entrance and, and smiling. And listen, like a, I get that. And, and yeah. that was and the, then said, you know what? I'm going to put her in a head scissors for 25 minutes. That'll reve- avenge my brother by putting you in a head scissors. See, we never talked about it because that was the show I did by myself. Yeah. But and you're all of your points are valid. And I did rip her for that, too. The cartwheel before she got in the ring. And it's like that's totally wrong for the story of the match. But the match itself, while it did go too long and they did get lost at points because they went too long, this was a rare case of the women getting – it's like we, we, we say give the women more time, right? And then they give the wrong match too much time. That mm-hmm. was a match that should have been really short and intense, right? But, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And it was intense, but it was too long. And I thought – and I liked the Raw match. I don't know if you saw it. I liked the Raw match better than the pay-per-view match. It had the right I don't length. Think I did know. It was where Paige kept suplexing Charlotte into the ropes to damage her legs. To set up. Oh no, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was solid. I liked it. They they really lay into each other. These two. I've enjoyed their matches, and I I know I'm on an island, but you know I've been on an island. You know I'm not afraid to be on an island. I've liked these matches, so I'm looking forward to this to see what they do with it. You know, and I I think they've worked well together, and, and, and you know the matches haven't been perfect. They haven't been match of the year contenders, but I've in, I've enjoyed this feud. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. I'm looking forward to this. I'm gonna put a seven on it. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. I'm gonna go six here, but but I, I'm anticipating it. And that'd be cool. I think it'll be good. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy the match all that much, but the story's been been interesting. The way that they've sort of I like what they're doing with Charlotte now. I think they're again, we talk about you know, realizing maybe it wasn't clicking or whatever. They're Charlotte's way different than she was four weeks ago. You know what I mean? There's an edge to her now, and there's there's they're obviously building towards something. Like she's She's kind of being a dickhead, and I think that they know it, and everybody sort of knows it, and I think that's the plan. I, I could be completely wrong, and they just think that that's like good babyface stuff, as they have her, you know, be, you know, you know, an insult, you know, just insult Paige and insult everybody or whatever. I, I think there's more to that there. No, no, no. So, I, think I, I, she, think, I think she's. Going I think the long term answer is Charlotte as as, as a oh, heel, no which doubt. is good. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, and I mean, I think she has to be a heel. I don't think there's. She's not inherently likable. No, I, and that's and I, it's good that they're realizing that. Finally. Yeah, and I think they just figured, oh, daughter of Ric Flair. That's that's right out of the Vince playbook too. You know, it's mm-hmm. oh, daughter of Ric Flair. We'll just give her a knockoff Ric Flair theme song and a knockoff Ric Flair finisher, and and she'll be the daughter of Flair. Damn it! And people will cheer. And it's just you know, it's she's she's better as a heel. So I yeah. I agree. Works. All right. Um, triple threat tag team ladder match for the WWE Tag Team Championship. This should be should be a lot of fun. I can't say I'm like anticipating it from a storyline perspective, but I, I, I imagine this to be uh, a real – at least I hope that it's going to be good. But uh, the New Day, uh, Big E, Kofi, and or Xavier Woods, the champions, of course, defending against the Usos and the Lucha Dragons. I could see this. this get, I could see this being a wacky stunt show that, ev- that, that yeah. everybody rips to shreds and that I like for what it is. You know, this is gonna be. This could be one of those wacky stunt shows where everybody rips it to shreds, and me and Rob Viper are the only people who liked it. <laughs> so, I mean, if it, and I think that's what it should be. I really think it should just be these guys just taking. I, turns I think that's what it's falling off of things, and you know, and for, you know, I'll give it. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. 
and I know the New Day has to have a certain goofiness to them, but I think there's there's it, it probably would be better if it wasn't totally just a comedy match. You know what I mean? Where it's just there's always comic things happening with Xavier Woods, and it's all you know. Where I think you can have elements of that, but I think the Crash TV sort of spot fest thing is is going to be a good idea with these guys, especially with the Usos and the Lucha Dragons. We know they're capable of doing it, and we know Kofi can do it as well. So I, I think that'll be fun if they do it properly and and i think they will i think this is gonna be a really good match i'm 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 definitely looking forward to this one i'll put about man about a six on this guy i think i think that um it's totally the wrong time for the for um new day to lose the titles and i think that they will. no there's no chance they're losing i think the usos are winning the titles really i think this hmm. company is that dumb <laughs> i just have no confidence in them making the right decision in any way shape or form i think the usos will win the titles and I think we're moving into a New Day versus Usos feud. I think the Lucha Dragons are in this match to fall off of things and do and do dives. So, and look, I'm not supporting that move. I think it's dumb if to do that. But I think that this company is really dumb right now. So, I'm going to ride the dumb train and say that they changed the titles, which is a big mistake. I move on to the IC Championship. This is our semi-main event here. We have Kevin Owens, the champion, defending against Dean Ambrose. This is probably my most anticipated match of the entire night, uh, just because I think it's going to be pretty good. But yeah, the, the outcome and every, the story build and everything has been, I think, horrendous. Given these two guys, I mean, given the talents of these two, to have this build and to have everything, you know what I mean? Like this, we should be going nuts for it. We should be just so pumped for this one. We're not. I, I don't know if you are. I'm not. What's the wacky stip for this? I had trouble finding it. Uh, I don't think there is. I think it's just a singles match. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's the... <laughs> right? I don't think there is. It's the TLC pay-per-view, and you have the two guys who were tailor-made for the gimmick match. These are the two guys. This is the match on the roster with the guys who have had gimmick matches. Best brawler. Their entire Best brawler winner, careers. Kevin Owens. Yeah, right. Former deathmatcher, you know, the Amber. guy who, who cut his teeth in CCW and Puerto Rico versus the guy who's won Best Brawler Awards and has had some of the most classic ladder matches in the history of wrestling across multiple companies. And this is the match without a stipulation? Please tell me this is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking. I'm, this is I can't match. find any evidence this that it has a match on the show that should have a stipulation. You gotta be shitting me. This is tailor made for t- these two guys were made for this pay per view. But they're the guys that are gonna go in there and exchange chin locks. Are you kidding yep. me? Yeah, I got nothing. I can't find anything. Uh, this- I don't know. I haven't looked at SmackDown spoilers, so I don't know if some. So don't don't heart you know get nuts on me if I, if it happened during SmackDown. I have no idea. But as far as I can tell, officially as of this recording, nope. Intercontinental title match. This has to Owens be, Ambrose. This has be a ladder match or something. It has to be. Well, they just had a ladder match. How many ladder matches are you going to put on this damn thing? <laughs> I guess you're right. I, I, this is... The main event's a ladder match. That one I just talked about is a ladder match. You know what, Rich? At least it's not a chairs match. A stairs, yeah. It could be worse. It could be a popcorn match. Maybe there'll be some sort of popcorn. Oh, there will be popcorn. You think it'll be a stairs match? Oh, dear God. I don't, I don't think the stairs match is coming back, but... Uh, let's see. I'm gonna read some spoilers here. Let's see. We got to do it, right? I have to figure. Out. I have to find out if it's. Can I give a spoiler of our of our uh, of our TLC preview? We'll be releasing releasing tomorrow because I think this yeah. is actually brilliant. Um, the four people in on this. Wow, talk about a collection of all stars, Rich. 
Here's who's previewing the show for us, the Wu-Tang preview. Uh, Raw reviewer Sean Flynn. Uh, Rob Reed. Yours truly, the king of banter, Joe Lanza, who very rarely does a preview, Rich, so people should be looking forward to that. And Jeff Hawkins. Here's the spoiler, though. Jeff Hawkins, in the spirit of the TLC pay-per-view, is giving you a TLC lyric in the beginning <laughs> of every he's a wonderful in man. the beginning of yeah. every match capsule. He's a wonderful and man. I, I won't give them away, but there is a, a TLC lyric. You're, you are familiar with the left oh, of and the uh, chili and who, let me see if I can name the other one. I'm blowing your mind again. Come on. You got it. It's easy. Uh, left eye is the dead one, right? Yes. All right. Left eye is the dead one. <laughs> I think is how, is how they – And she's the one that burned down Andre Risen's house? Yes, that is, that's, okay. that's left eye. And then there's chili, yep. which was the hot one. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then – there's the T. Yeah, the one with the short blonde hair. I didn't. Yep. Uh, oh come on, you can do least this. Least attractive in my. Uh, what the hell was her name? Uh, you know it. You got left it. Left eye chili. Well, it's a T. Uh huh. Don't even need to look this up. Uh, I know. I'm not looking it up. I'm not going to cheat. Uh, it started with a T. It did start with a T. Uh, well, that's the gimmick TLC. Uh huh. Um, I I I can't I can't I'm going to be kicking myself, but I can't think of it. You want me to give it to you? You want it? Tanya. Nope. T-Boz. Tanisha. Oh, T-Boz. T-Boz. Okay. I'm just throwing out uh, African-inspired. <laughs> yeah, you're just being really, really, yeah. That's, um, T-Boz. Okay. All right. T-Boz. You don't remember I T-Boz? I do. I do now. Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, – I just – She used to be married to, uh, to Mac, rapper Mac 10. What's your favorite Mac 10 song? Oh, there's so many I couldn't pop. <laughs> it's just just one, Joe. You know, I just I, want listen, one. it's not fair. It's like asking me what my favorite Kenta match is. I really can't narrow it down for you. Yeah. I mean, when it comes right. to Mac 10, it's just all of the hits are just flowing through my head. I just, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like grooving now. I want to end this podcast and and, and, and just just put on your your favorite Mac 10 album, Mac which, 10 of which you also cannot name because there's so many. Listen, I have got his I've got his street tape, his street mix uh, <laughs> stuff from uh, his mixtape stuff from when, yeah, when he, yeah. he was on the streets. Okay, so mm-hmm. the streets of uh, uh, Atlanta. That was a good guess, though, because that, yeah, well, no, I mean, okay, well, I guess you don't know, yeah, because because no, TLC is Atlanta based, right? So that's a good guess. No, yes, yeah, but he he is he's a California based man. He's uh, Inglewood, uh, California. Oh, Inglewood. So I, well, you know what? Inglewood. Chances are that would have been either my next or. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you have three guesses. Yeah, you know, so it, if it's the '90s rapper, you have New York, late '90s of Atlanta, and then early, you know, you have yeah. I, I've been Coast, with the T-Boz so. connection, though. You know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's solid. Okay, I have your SmackDown spoilers, so if you're really that fucking worried about SmackDown, your SmackDown spoilers are beginning right now. Contract signing with Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. So what kind of... It's got to be a... Stip, it, they gotta the segment a ends when Owens cheap shots Ambrose in a... In, can you... I gotta... I Now I need to watch SmackDown. Are you telling me a contract signing... And WWE ended with a cheap shot. I this I gotta see. I tell you, <laughs> where do they get these? I mean, my you god, want to get this, ratings up? This star making machine, man. I said it was broken. I, I, I'm sorry. And it's funny because we're gonna talk a we're gonna talk about a proper contract signing in a few minutes. Yes, the segment ends with Owens cheap shotting Ambrose, and a fight breaks out. Owens retreats while Ambrose signs the contract. It says nothing about stipulation. There's no stipulation. It's not a. It's not a desk and office max rolly chair match. That, they I probably signed the contracts. This particular spoiler did not uh, did not indicate that. So I like a good comfortable office chair. You know that? 
Oh, yeah. We got new ones at work, and it was Oh, it was man, great. a good, comfortable office chat. So, yeah, yeah, I like that. It's a whole difference. Enjoy it's it. a complete difference. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I went to another source. Yeah, we got nothing. Unless it's a pre-tape or something, but I don't, I don't think so. I mean, what, can, what else can you put on here? You got a ladder. You got a table match. You have two ladder matches, technically. I mean, TLC is essentially a ladder match. I mean, you can't have a third ladder match, can you? What a disaster this company is right now. <laughs> like, imagine that. Like, someone's got to stand up and be like, oh, whatever. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When they're like, all right, so we have we have Swagger and Del Rio with the chairs, and it's like, all right, Owens and Ambrose, oh, they could just have it normal. And it's just like, eh. okay. <laughs> like, oh, boy. And then your main event. Sheamus versus Roman Reigns in a TLC match. Of course, this will effectively be a ladder match, but with other shit in the ring. So Now, it would shock me none if these two guys had an excellent match. The problem is, I believe they'll be fighting a massive uphill battle uh, against the fans. Mm-hmm. And when this... Where's this guy? What, uh, what, uh, Boston. Oh, boy. It's in Boston. When It's a northeastern crowd. It, <laughs> that's not going to be good. So... I mean, it's shit. You know, you're going to have some Irish people in that. They might cheer for Sheamus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah, Boston? Fuck. So, but nobody cheers for Sheamus. They're definitely going to boo the new day. That I can tell you, but. <laughs> Old <laughs> school 80s racist Boston joke. There it is. You went there. Uh, you know, Red Sox, last team to integrate. Yeah. <laughs> like 1974. That's my favorite story ever is that it took them. So- and like, not like. The last team to integrate as in like, ah, five years after that. We'll, we'll do that. It was like the 70s. Or yeah, that. like, like when, when people oh my God. When people who are listening to this were like alive. There, there's people listening to this who can remember an all-white Red Sox. Like, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Really? Um, so, yeah, so you, you got the Irish, the pasty white Irish guy in Boston. I didn't think of that. Against, yeah, that's a good against angle. the guy who fans like to revolt against. To Anticipate with. level ten. Yeah, never mind. I I, re, I revoke my uh, previous. I didn't actually give my. I think I'm gonna go with a ten on this guy now. Rich, I didn't even think I'll of be that. completely honest though. I just hope the crowd reacts to something. If it, listen, yeah, I just don't want the hands on this. Yeah, because this kind of match too. Is there anything worse than a plunder match where no one cares? No, especially in this guy. It, it, it's so glaring in this company too. When there is a plunder match where no... It was called last year's TLC, if you remember. The crowd couldn't possibly give a shit about anything that was going on, and these guys are killing themselves. Correct. And no one's reacting, and it's just like, oh, you just feel bad for everybody. And if you don't remember that, all you have to do is go back to the (laughs) closing segment of Raw to see two guys doing plunder spots that nobody cared about. So that's, you know, so listen, if it's a 100% Sheamus crowd and they're just completely taking a wet diarrhea dump on Roman Reigns, at least the match will have some juice. Because I'm expecting crickets again. And who couldn't after watching Raw? So that's the problem. I Look, they're capable of having – I almost expect them to have a good match. You know? You know Sheamus is, is right – it's right up his alley with these brawls. We know that Roman Reigns can do some things, you know, in, in these brawl-type situations with the with – the, with the, what am I saying here? It, it, look, it, look, the bottom line with this match is how to hell the, – the, the most intriguing thing here is the finish. That's really what it comes down. We, we everyone's dying to know how they're going to get themselves out of this mess, or how deep of a hole they're going to dig themselves. And, and again, therein lies the problem. Again, we talked about this on every time we we, we preview a WWE pay per view. Is everybody cares about how it's going to end, and what's going to happen, and who's going to screw who, and that you, you, the match in no way or do you care about really watching the match. You just said it's going to be good, right? Right. But you're not like you just said. Your most anticipated thing is how it's going to finish, right? 
And and what's I mean that to me that's and just, nor and the other thing is no one's emotionally invested in rooting for anyone in e- in either case they're just right you're just curious, curious on how, how the booking gonna be. is going to go yeah. yeah like that's <laughs> like it's it's yeah. it's bizarre well that's that's WTLC we'll have a, a, a Wu Tang review and we'll have the Wu Tang preview probably by the time most of you guys listen to this show um, up on the website voicewrestling.com. Can I so expose sure the check slackers? That out. Let's expose the slackers. Uh, Joe Lanza was done first by the way I want to point that out. Uh, Jeff Hawkins appears to be finished. We're waiting on Sean Flynn and Rob Reed. Maybe Rob Reed is on that European time or something. That's yeah. true. He's, you know, he's probably asleep. But he'll be up soon, though. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I never know. <laughs> time zones still. Every single time I see a time in Japan, I still go. Ah, I don't know. Is it just me, like or does or do European wrestling fans never sleep anyway? They also just never sleep. Yeah, I feel like they don't ever sleep. I feel like there's never a time that they we're sleep on the between like 6 p.m. and then like 9 p.m. and then they're on the rest of the time. You know, it, it's right? it's. I feel like every time I go on Twitter, the the Euros are there. Like no matter what time I go on, I don't know when they sleep. I don't think. They well, sleep I remember that from old forum days too, when I used to be on forums with a lot of. Uh, I mean, the Wrestling Observer Board is another one too. It's like, dude, do you guys ever stop? Like every time, there's always a poster. They're always there. They're always talking. I don't know, man. It's, and and do you do what I do? Like sometimes it'll I'll, I'll do the math in my head. I'll be like, what fucking time is it for? Yeah, like three a.m. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like, it's like four forty-eight in the morning. Why is this person <laughs> awake? Like I do the math, but then you know I'm then I'm tweeting at four forty-eight. Right. So what the hell? So are you then doing? I'm like, well, you know, I I throw my hands. You know, they just I do the same shit. All right. So move on to another show, real quick for people that are are, are listening. Uh, of course, we as mentioned, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, people are probably going to be saying, "Oh my God, you're why aren't you talking about the Wrestle Kingdom card?" It, it, the thing's going to get announced a little bit later, so we didn't want to do that. Exactly. So. There's that. So we, just want to mention that in case people get upset or weirded out or why the hell would you talk about that? That's why. So. We don't know yet as we are recording yes. this. The car they're doing actually. It's going to happen pretty soon. It's going to happen in the next ten minutes. So maybe if maybe we do, we'll find out. But it's, it's starting. I'm imagining it's, it's going to be a slow build. Starting in twelve minutes, the press conference. Yeah, I doubt they're going to run through that thing in ten minutes. We might so. do something else for that. Yes, exactly. So stay. Tuned I don't want to say in case, in case it doesn't happen, but we might right. do something else for that. All right, so just stay tuned for that. Just in, just in case people go, oh my god, why did you know? Why, why are you talking just WWE when Wrestle Kingdom just got announced? But we're not, we're not doing any New Japan today. We're do, it's right. it's WWE show. That's what we're doing. So there you go. Just why I mentioned that. Well, uh, we we have maybe one thing a little bit later, and we'll talk about. But uh, let's move on to another WWE related show. We talked about NXT a little bit earlier. They have their uh, NXT Takeover London show going on uh, next week. It's going to happen December sixteenth, so uh, it's next Wednesday. Uh, so we're not going to have a chance. We probably won't have a show before that. Uh, to talk about it, so I thought we'd do a quick little preview here. Um, we're still catching up a little bit on NXT TV, but I think we have a decent idea at, as far as you know our anticipation levels for some of the matches, kind of what we think is going to happen, you know, different stuff like that. But I thought real quickly, let's talk about the uh, NXT Takeover London show. Um, first off, do you have any kind of overall thoughts about this show or, or, or what's going on with NXT in general? Yeah, I think the London show can be very good. Um, you know, so and and especially I, I really like the build to the main event. I thought that was yes, yeah, I agree. I think it's been fantastic. Yeah, so let's break down the card here real quick. I thought the build for almost all the matches have been really, really good, and that's 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 NXT for you. It's it's a nice, clean one-hour show, and it does its job week in and week out. Never so, fucking uh, change. Don't call anyone up. Leave everybody there, and never fucking change. Keep. It's the greatest thing in the world for me. I just, just I love using it. your developmental territory mm-hmm. by all means. Please. I don't want to see any of these people sullied by being on the main roster. Their paychecks be damned. They're not paying me. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, it's I, I have no problem with this. 
All right, so we have the first match here, one that's been built. I, I, I'm actually really looking forward to this, and I think the build's been great, too. Asuka versus Emma. Can't wait. She will, of course, have Dana Brooke with her. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, the build, I think, has been fantastic. It's been very subtle, but 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 good, and that's they're great at it. I mean, they, Asuka hasn't really said words, and that's been fine. It's it's amazing how these foreign workers can sometimes get over, but yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the, the thing about it is this will be, correct me if I'm wrong, but really the first situation that um, Asuka will be in where she's in there with a competent worker that doesn't need to be carried. So, yeah, um, I'm trying to think back to she's had some squashes against this, some of her squashes have been against like okay workers, but that that's not meant to be you know that's meant to be just a Oscar kicks them on you know ten minutes and then or, or, or ten seconds and it's over. But yeah, no, in terms of this, this is a neck and I mean this is Emma's very good. I mean I, people kind of forget that because she's been uh, so buried for so long. But yeah, she's a good worker. I so I, never I, let me tell you something. I I I really look. I I always thought Emma was kind of just that. Look, I didn't think she was bad. But I didn't think she was particularly good either until I saw her live. When I saw Emma live against Bailey, and they fucking killed it in Houston on that live show, and it was believe me, it was every bit an Emma match as it was a Bailey match. In fact, I thought Emma was the better worker in the match, and Bailey was very good. But it was an Emma match. She's great. I, I I've always liked Emma. Emma's I good. think she's really really she's good. really good. Yeah. She's the hidden talent that they just, do, of course, don't utilize properly. But you know, and look, and look, I'm not bashing Dana Brooke who fought, who wrestled uh, Asuka because, but Dana Brooke is still green. Dana, she's a baby. Yeah, she's still green, and, and that was an Asuka match. I don't know how to say that name. Um, can I just say? Asuka. Can I say Asuka? Can I just say Asuka? No, you I'm can't. gonna say Asuka. That's wrong. I, I mean, I yeah, that's wrong. Me. But I feel like an idiot saying Asuka. Is that right or wrong? It's Asuka. Asuka. Uh, give me, give me the phonetic spelling. Like the, how should I be viewing this in my head? Because the U is screwing me up. Just, just don't do the U. Just ah, give, give me the letters. A A A A A S K A. Oscar. <laughs> maybe not that many A's. Maybe Listen, take about two A's out of there. Give me the A's. I'm, I apologize. That was Oscar. I, I overate it. So yeah. Just say Oscar. Yep. Pretend the U doesn't exist. Yep. Like, like, like Shinsuke. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Asuka. My point here is Asuka. Emma. It's Emma, by the way, in case you're curious. Uh, you got that one? I think I got that one straight. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Asuka. Well, I, now, you you made me forget my point. You got it. God, no, you're good. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about now. <laughs> Asuka clearly carried Dana Brooke in that match. Now, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a situation where she's in there with someone who can also go. Now, the trick is, is she finally going to have a back and forth match? That's the one thing I'm going to be watching for. Or is she really just going to cut through? Yeah, it being the opener and it and there being another woman's match on here, there could be a case that this could just be a, a two-minute ass-kicking. Which I'd be disappointed with. Which, look, is fine from a storyline point of view. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because you have but, these yeah. two asshole heels who don't respect her, and she just obliterates both of them. I don't have a problem with that. But I want to see a good match between these two. So selfishly, I hope it's kind of a give-and-take match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, I want, I'm anticipating it being a pretty good match, and I'm anticipating a lot. But it's probably for storyline purposes, it would make more sense if she just went in there and kicked the hell out of him. You know, beat the hell out of Emma. Dana Brooke distracts her. You know, distracts Emma, and then you know stuff like that. But it being the, I don't know. I mean, there's five matches on this card. You never know. But it being another, I mean, there being another woman's match on, they don't want to overshine. I, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be quick, but we'll see. Uh, Apollo Cruz, Baron Corbin. You know, this is um, – Corbin 
has made enormous strides character wise. Oh, absolutely. Um, and he's speaking of our earlier conversation about just driving through with a guy until you know that they smartly recognize. Look, it's never going to work. <laughs> right. The Corbin thing is never going to work. Let's change it, or at least not now. It isn't. So right. let's let him do something different and find his footing. And and aha, <laughs> weird. It's a wonder. It's it, you know, it does wonders when someone's allowed to be themselves when they're naturally when when their natural uh, personality is a fit for wrestling. Some people's natural personalities are not a fit for wrestling. His natural personality is a perfect fit for a wrestling heel. And he's basically just being himself. Mm-hmm. Unless he's working everybody on breaking ground, which I don't suspect he is. Maybe he's dialing it up a little. But you could, I'm sure well, you got to dial it up a little. But you could tell that guy's just a dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, we knew that when we, if you read his NFL stories and, and, and stuff. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Yeah. That's a dick. Good. Be a dick. And he's you're in the perfect business. You're in the business that will reward you for being a dickhead. Yes. Congratulations. And he's making small strides in the ring as well. He still has a long way to go in the ring. But working as a heel and not working 10 second squash is going to go a long way. And working a long feud with Samoa Joe, where he worked with him every night on the road and all those things, that helps a lot. Um. So you know. You know, sometimes we forget, and we're guilty of it too. Um, everyone's guilty of it, but we are. That these are green as fuck wrestlers in a lot of cases, and people do get better. You know, even veteran wrestlers get better and improve. And and you know, look, we're in the business of doing a radio show, and you got to have a take. You know what I mean, Rich? And you can't come on, and you can't. You don't want to be over the top and have fake take, but you still have to have a take. And sometimes it, 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 it's you forget that these guys, there is room to improve. And you see this guy improving. I, you know, this match could be a disaster, though. Apollo Crews hasn't been fantastic. I've, I've enjoyed him, but... He's been okay. He hasn't been... He's getting there. But he's another guy, too, that I think we kind of forget that they, he he's not ready to go yet, either. Like, all, people sort of get this idea because he's from Dragon Gate and all that sort of stuff. The guy's really a, a very new worker to the business. In, in the overall sense that we what we think of, and we think of guys like when they reach their peak and all that sort of stuff, I mean, he hasn't even scratched the surface yet. And he missed a whole year. Exactly. So he's got a lot of way to go. I think he's he's acclimating himself better to NXT than I thought he would initially. I thought it would take a lot more for him to get there. He's getting there, but there's still a lot of ways to go. But I think he's a very good. He's a natural. He is a natural babyface. We talked about yes. again the, the you know the the heel. He's got that down. So the character. I mean, I think for the most part is there. It needs a little bit more. You know, you know, juice or or, or back end or whatever. But I think for the most part he he he's okay. But the work has a little ways to go. And the character needs a little work, but I, I, I think he's acclimated himself pretty well. I could see this being very quick, yeah. and, and and you know what? That's a guy who belongs in development. Yep. To act, you know, in this company where the style is so much different than what he was used to doing, um, where there's other people who are still in NXT who, you know, long ago, you know, should have been called up. But that's yeah, a, and, and and Cruz is still not even that good of a promo. I don't think his character. I don't think he's really figured out how yeah. to be a pro wrestler quite yeah, yet. He's got I mean, that, for this company. You know, he's got to be, be able to promo better. He has to. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. This match could could be. I I, I can't see this. Match. I don't see it. It's not going to go more than like a minute. You, you know what I mean? Really? Like I I really don't think I don't think it's going to be a bad and forth. You, I think Cruz just destroys him. Really? Yeah, I do. Interesting. I don't know. 
I, I do you think this do you think this feud continues or obviously not? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just so, don't see this being a long match. I just don't know. I, I don't understand how you time it and it be a long, you know, back and forth match. I think if it's really long, they, they, they could expose these guys. That's what I mean. Like, and I think they know that too. I think they're they're smart enough to know that you can't have a fifteen minute Baron Corbin. You know, I, I don't Cruz trust match. the Paolo Cruz to lead Baron Corbin through. That's what I mean. So, what what are the options? I mean, I, maybe not like a minute. Maybe I was over exaggerating with the, the you know thirty the seconds. Options but are it stinks. Yeah, it's it's under five minutes or it stinks. So, well, I could definitely see it stinking. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll. Maybe yeah. Look, they're they're creative. Maybe it'll be brawly. I I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm shaky on interference or something like that. Maybe get interference or set off another feud or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. Look, I don't have a lot of confidence in Baron Corbin. I just I just don't. And I don't think it's a good matchup for uh, for Cruz. All right, so move on to the women's championship here. We have Bailey, the champion, defending against Nia Jax. Uh, first off, I'll ask you: too soon to be doing this matchup? Yes, and Jax doesn't work for me. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I think, there's our hot takes. I, yeah, there's unfortunately, I'm, I'm right with you on that. I, think Jack stinks. I, I wanted to argue with you about that, but yeah. I think she stinks. And again, I just don't. I just talked about it. I'll let, uh, just let me make this quick point. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, and, and I just talked about it. That doesn't mean I think she's always going to stink. I, maybe she'll be good. As, I think right now, though, she stinks. Go ahead. My thing is, I, this just doesn't feel like a takeover-esque match. You know what I mean? Like, especially with a Bailey. This strikes me as something that you would sort of build in between those. It, it's it's one of those matches that gets blown off on an NXT TV, but it's built up for four or five weeks or whatever. They're really good at those. You know, you know when it's like, yeah, you know, this will kind of distract Bailey until you know the takeover match comes. This being sort of the the, the crescendo to the the uh, takeover and being a big special and being you know Bailey one of Bailey's biggest moments, you know, as, as, as a champion on her own or what. I I just I don't see it being very good, and I think that's gonna. It's gonna hurt it. I, I just I don't I don't know. Yeah, I just don't have good visions here. I mean, Bailey's gonna be super over. Uh, they'll be obviously booing Jax, and, and that'll be a cool dynamic. But you know, given the spot, this is a match that needs to go long, and I don't know if Nia Jax can go that long. You know, I and it, it's gonna go long. I mean, they're gonna give that to time. I mean, they've they've given Bailey that rope, and then we know with NXT women that that's it, it's not gonna be a five minute match, right? I think that I don't get Jax and how they're presenting her right now. She's not very good in the ring. But more importantly than that, I don't understand her. She's a heel, right? So she's a heel, yeah. Of course. Why is she always smiling? Bodyguard of, of Eva Marie. Why is she always well, smiling? She's smirking because she can destroy people so easily. No, she's smiling all the time because even though she's a heel, they're still doing this. Oh, big girls can be pretty too. Like, all right, that's fine. But see, I don't, I don't get that vibe. I just get the vibe that she's destroying people and smiling because of that. Uh, see. No, I don't get that vibe. I, with her mannerisms and the way she comes in the ring and how she's always smiling, and I get the vibe of and the whole angle of it's like, okay, yes, big girls can be pretty. You're absolutely right, but they can be pretty and mean. They have to be pretty and smiley and smirky. I mean, compare the way that she uh, portrays this character to like peak Awesome Kong. Mm-hmm. That's what she needs to be. She needs to snarl. And be mean. She's completely different than everyone on the roster. And she should just be fuck. Look, she wins these squash matches, but do you ever feel like she's menacing in the process? Not really. No, that, that's been one of her problems. Is I, I've never gotten the monster vibe from her other than no being No monster bigger. vibe then, other but, than she's yeah, right. bigger. Because right. I almost think like they're afraid. Okay, if we make her real menacing, it destroys this narrative that like because we want her to be a big girl who's pretty. We, but it's like 
you could be mean too. You know, it's like, and there's time to turn. You could turn her at some point and let her smile all she wants. Yeah. See, I, I don't know if I necessarily get that vibe, but but I, I could see that. But no, I, I just see it more as they're, that's the way they kind of want her character to be, that she's kind of smirky. She's sort of a tongue-in-cheek, especially when she's working with Eva Marie, because Eva Marie's always got that like perpetual smile on her face, too. Well, you know it, what, though? But then e- even if you're right and I'm wrong, it's still bad. Yeah, no, it doesn't work regardless she, she of who's just, right or who's she wrong. She yeah. snarl and fucking... No, we agree. Yeah, we agree on that. And eat people alive and murder them. And I almost think she works super soft. Too. Yes, it, it, it comes through as, as well. It's like you're not a monster. I almost all. feel like she's afraid to hurt people. I yeah, probably. You know, like in legitimate terms. No, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I would. I would be too. She knows she's green. She knows she's the she's bigger than these people, and she's afraid to hurt them. She's not going to toss them around by their hair and throw them all over the place and powerbomb them into corners and all that stuff. And, look, yeah, and to be fun. fair to her, maybe they don't want that. Right. Maybe they don't want that. You know, the vicious woman, the monster thing, yeah. Joshi, you know, who just fucking kills you, and and you know, maybe that's not what they want. Maybe they don't want hair tossing anymore, right? You know what I mean? Right. But it's like, and I don't know, but all I know is whatever she's doing, it doesn't work for me. She's not working. And you're right; it's way too soon. She should be murdering people, never speaking, being mean and nasty. And then you should be frothing at the mouth because her versus the Bailey. That's a great natural matchup. Oh, certainly. Yeah. But, but no one's, no one's ready for that now. I mean, I, I, you won't hear anybody that's that you said is cannot wait to see this finally happen. This mat, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's too soon. And it should have that feeling about it. It should be, wow. You know, Bailey is not getting through this at this, this monster. Cause right. I don't think anybody has that idea. I mean, I, I don't, I could be that could be my little circle, but yeah, I haven't heard people be like, "Oh man, uh, you think Bailey's going to actually lose here?" Like, no, I don't think there's any fantasy booking alert. I know I hate this, and I'm contradicting myself. That's why you alerted. So. I'd have her rip everybody apart on the roster, never fucking smile, and then murder Asuka too to set her up for Bailey. That would be my setup mm-hmm. for Bailey. Asuka murders everybody. Nia Jax murders everybody, and then you have these two people who haven't even been tested. And and Nia Jax wins in decisive fashion and puts everyone on notice. And you're like, holy shit, there's no way Bailey survives this. That's how I would do it. Because I think, you know, Asuka obviously is older and it, it's developmental. Who cares? You can call Asuka up at any time. You want to talk about somebody who's ready right now. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, what is she doing? Yeah, she's just no reason to be in The only reason you'd keep her there. Is so Hunter can stroke himself when, the, right, when yeah. the women have a match of the year contender again. It's the only reason you can mm-hmm. keep her there. Yep. There we go. NXT <laughs> in a nutshell. Uh, NXT Tag Team Championships: Dash and Dawson, the champions, versus Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy. This, I won't lie, I don't mind Dash and Dawson, but I am not looking. This, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not looking forward to it, but I, my anticipation levels are as low as you can get for something that's not really something I actively hate. It's just like, okay, you know. Doesn't do it. Doesn't do much for me. I don't know. I li- I've liked the build. I think it's been okay, but I, I just I don't know. It's not. It's not something I'm. I'm. I'm I cannot wait to see if that makes sense. I, I don't know. It's just. I've. En- it's been fine. I've enjoyed the build. I like Dash and Dawson. I guess that's what they are now, right? They're just mm-hmm. Dash and Dawson. Um, I like Dash and Dawson, and their dollar store Minnesota Wrecking Crew routine. I you know I enjoy that. I like it too. Um, but. And I like the build. The only problem I have with this match is I don't think Enzo and Cass can go. 
Right. It's again, it, it just like the Bailey Nia Jax one. This strikes me as again as the one that would be great as an in between takeover match that builds up, and then it, it goes ten minutes or, or fifteen minutes, if you will, on an XT TV, and then it's okay. Then it goes through multiple commercial breaks. It's kind of fun like that. This is going to stick. I mean, this is the semi main event of this show. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to stick out. I think. Yeah, the build was fun. It's just, it, but you it's know, not going to be great. But I can yeah. tell you exactly how this match is going to go anyway. I mean, it's obviously they're just going to work over Enzo for 10 minutes and he's going to hot tag Cass, who's the guy seeking the big revenge anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like Enzo's, Enzo's at his best taking a beating and, you know, besides talking, you know, as far as his work goes, he's at his best taking a beating and being, you know, the Ricky Morton. The Dash and Dawson are at their best, working a body part and, you know, doing the old school 80s Southern tag thing. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, it's great. The dynamic's great. I, I feel like I'm putting it down and I'm really not. I think it's going to be fun, but it's just it doesn't it's not worthy of a takeover special. I don't think uh, I, undercard undercard of the takeover special. Maybe, I think the but. way the build has been good enough to where I'll disagree with you. And I do think it's worthy of of uh, of the spot. I don't have a problem with that. That's semi main event. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, look how weak the women's match is. So I don't have a problem. Yeah, I guess because the, it's better. It's it's been <laughs> so you're gonna have another weak match. Well, see, I mean, well, that's where we. This is where we, right. this is where we hit a fork in the road though, because I don't think this match. I think the build to this match has been good. It's not gonna be good though. Oh no, from that perspective, no, I agree. That's it's not gonna deliver on that end. Oh is what no, I'm saying. but see, oh okay, but we're on two different wavelengths then. I'm just saying from a build perspective, it's worthy of the spot. The build's fine, but the work is not. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with the build at all. I think the build's been fine, but I mean, anticipating the actual match happening on this takeover special in front of a raucous crowd or whatever, yeah. it's going to underdeliver because it's just not going to be that great of a match. Oh, It'd be perfect yeah. in front of the full sale crowd when it goes ten minutes and and whatever happens happens. But yeah, in front. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if it's. This is a big show. I mean, we really think about it. we're sort of putting it down. I mean, this is it's a big show to be having in this this building. And I guess I mean it's Wembley Arena. It's the show. I mean, you know, it's from the pers- from is- the perspective of the working standard of a takeover show, you're right. Yeah, th- that's what I meant. Yeah. So maybe we were on the different way. We were. Sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. I was I was looking at it just from a pro wrestling how to build a card standpoint. No, I no 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 no. It'd be great. I mean, honestly, if this was on a ta- if there was another maybe another like real good like a tag match that i knew was just gonna blow the doors off and just be an awesome tag match and this was on like the undercard or this was the opener or whatever absolutely that'd be great perfect but being the semi-main i i don't know just not gonna deliver to that level but i think the way that the match is going to go it's impossible for the match to be bad because it's just they're just gonna work over enzo he's gonna hot tag and then they're gonna do whatever finish they're gonna gonna be formula it's gonna be a formula absolutely and that's what that's what dash and dawson do they do a formula match and it's all gonna depend on how compelling their beatdown on Enzo is. And it, it, it won't be any worse than average, in my opinion. The problem is I don't think it has a real high ceiling either. It's not going to be you know, the greatest tag team match you've ever seen. I mean, it just it won't be. I, Enzo and Cass aren't good enough. And then we'll go to the main event, which I guess is the real draw of the whole thing. And it's something that I think, regardless of whatever I thought of the other matches or whatever, really anticipating this match. I cannot wait for this. I think the build's been fantastic. I think the match is going to be fantastic. It's Finn Balor defending his NXT Championship against Samoa Joe. Yeah, you want to go first? You were talking about contract signings at work. You want That fucking contract signing works. Hey, I know you're passionate <laughs> about it. You go first. That one ruled. I mean, I, I one little... One little slight afterwards is that Samoa Joe did eventually attack him, but I think they, they build up this contract signing. It's got the goddamn table and the pens and all that sort of stuff. And Finn Balor, you know, calls out Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out, signs a contract, puts the pen down, walks away. 
And Finn Balor goes, you know, fight me, you coward, do all that sort of stuff. And Joe just walks away. And I went, yes, thank you. Because it's just it's a slap in the face of like we said of what the WWE contract signing is or whatever, and it makes sense. Well, you know, I'm not gonna whatever. We'll we'll talk it. We'll we'll fight a takeover. I don't need to be brawling with you now or whatever. I'll let my actions speak for itself at takeover. I thought that was so subtle, so nice, so perfect. You know, we came back and you know he beat him up afterwards, which I could even done without it. But regardless, though, that segment was just perfect. Joe walks in the ring like real quick too. I love that too. Just walk in, sign, leave, and then Balor just begging him to fight. And I thought that was an interesting dynamic too. That Joe was just like, no. I'm business. I want that title. That's it. Which again, perfect. Yeah. It, it it's how real people would act. Like real a real person would would do that. I mean, these guys aren't like th- their feud isn't predicated on like you killed my father and you burned him. All, you know what I mean? Like some sh- stupid shit we get in WWE. It's Samoa Joe wants the damn title, and you know what? He's not gonna. He doesn't. I wouldn't want to fight this guy. I'll, I'll, I'll fight you on takeover, and I'll win the title. And, and I don't need to get into all this other bullshit. Just we'll see you then. This is like <laughs> you have. <laughs> Right, follow me here, right? So okay. you've got this 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 ass kicker guy, no nonsense guy in Samoa Joe, right? And he wants the title of the Irish champion, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't go in there and laugh it up and call him tater tots. You know? It's like it's almost the same kind of dynamic, this match, as the other as the quote unquote bigger match that's taking place. This is like how Roman Reigns should behave. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns should be behaving like Samoa Joe. He shouldn't be telling goofy jokes and 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 making a joke out of everything and and being goofy. He should be behaving like Samoa Joe behaves. That would work for Roman Reigns. It did. <laughs> That's the shield. That's the shield, Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. Silent ass kicker. Could you imagine if Joe went in there and, and grabbed the mic and started saying that Prince Devitt's balls were like Yeah, you had small balls. Prince, you got small balls. Yeah, I mean, you know, how, <laughs> how absurd would that have been? But that's what we got on Raw, uh, you know, a couple of weeks later. Comparing a guy's nuts to tater tots. That's your build. <laughs> and, and, you know, the sad part was tater tots was like the only thing that got any kind of reaction. Because, right, everybody was talking about tater tots the entire next well, day, like, thing, like trending. And well, in the arena, like, like the kid, the kids thought it was great, so there was like this tepid tater tots chant from the children <laughs> because they eat it every day in the school cafeteria, so they they got a kick out of it. So there was like this weak tater tot, and that was the that was the only reaction they got until Sheamus went through a table. Which you know, if you're not getting reactions for table spots, then you're just completely lost. But anyway, how out of place would that have been? That's what Roman Reigns needs to be. It's it's and 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 this it was per- and the whole build for this really because now in hindsight I was kind of like why didn't Joe attack Finn after they won the Dusty thing right? But now I'm glad he didn't because they telegraphed it through the whole Dusty tournament, but they didn't go chalk and do it at the end of the tournament like everyone thought they would. And I like that. You know, I like when there's non traditional shit that's done. Yeah. Oh yeah. 